0: Cobra Kai Never Dies. Today we're covering the two finale episodes, The Fall and The Rise. I'm Nina. I'm Letha. And we're about to be courtside at the 51st All-Valley Tournament. Mm -hmm. A year in the making. How do you feel, Letha?
1: I feel amazing. No, I feel scared because you guys, we're trying to tackle these two episodes where a lot goes down and we're trying to tackle them in one podcast episode because, you know, it felt unfair to split them up.
0: Yeah, and we tried to storyboard this out and it got real messy. And oh. then we decided, fuck it. We're doing it live. We're just gonna take it. We're at just the comm Yeah, we and... thought we'd go
1: storyline by storyline, but since everything's all enmeshed, we're gonna try to go chronologically, with obviously some tangents because we're us, but yeah. This yeah. was this like, was kind of amazing.
0: Action packed two episodes. Um, and I know that we were kind of like, we gave a pretty high rating to the last episode, but we didn't note that it felt like it was leading up to this, and man, it really delivered. I'm yeah, sort and of, like,
1: Part not... of it was, like, you know, I'd almost forgotten that we have not had a, uh, a karate tournament since season one, and I give so many props to the show for, like, bringing it back two years later, and it was, like, I'm so glad that they didn't end every season with a tournament because, like... They were saving a lot of stuff for this one, and it was really well done.
0: Yeah, and I, I just realized this is probably the last Under-18 All-Valley Tournament, because really our main characters are going to age out. So I this is
1: it. Maybe, right? but like, it seems like they are at least trying to line up a few up-and-comers. Okay, like maybe one like Devin from like e- Eagle Fang. like you can tell that like next year she'll be like a uh, it's gonna be her year. so maybe they'd have another one if they but line up spent enough others. Four
0: years kind of building like characters like Hawk and Miguel, who are again college bound, you know like we're not gonna see them. You're
1: maybe. not gonna see them in in an under 18 tournament, but like can you imagine maybe Kenny, let's throw an Anthony. Like, Devin, yeah, sure, I but could see that. But that's going
0: to be Saved by the Bell, the college years. It will you know totally I mean? be
1: Saved by the like Bell, the college years. the
0: new class, okay? I mean... We're here for the OG class.
1: Are you telling me we're going to stop watching?
0: I mean, we made, a, like, an iron commitment right. to see this through for, like, 35 If seasons. we
1: were Saved by the Bell podcasters, we would have also <laughs> stuck through the, the the college years, so... I'm glad
0: we didn't make that commitment. Yeah, man. <laughs> um. Oh, man. Okay, so let's let's just start with, kind of...
1: The very beginning. The
0: very beginning.
1: Daryl from the, co- uh, sorry, Daryl from the Karate All-Valley Tournament Board is out there doing his thing on those fresh blue mats. Um,
0: Production has been up significantly. Yes. There is so much fog and lighting action. It's it's just nuts. it's
1: It's cute um, that each, like, each dojo that we have been following, like Eagle Fang, Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, they have, like an entrance with, like, a smoke machine and flashing lights. What about the other dojos? Do you think they get that treatment? Okay, so I tried really to,
0: like, note down the other dojo names, and I only really got Locust Valley. That was, like, the name that popped out. And I was like, what's Locust Valley's deal? Is that, whatever happened to Topanga Karate? Like, was that on there?
1: Yeah, like, you know, I was wondering. There's some other dojos in here which kind of get the shaft, and... You know, I've been calling for a spinoff that's just about the All Valley Karate Board. Um, I'd also like a spinoff about that dojo that dresses in blue. Like, what's their story? What's yeah, their deal? I, I what are their like hopes the, and dreams? the
0: tournament MC guy, what's his name? Daryl. Daryl. Daryl gives, like, this great intro speech for each dojo. Like, he calls Miyagi-Do the greatest underdogs. Um, they're so lucky that Hawk decided to stay right. in the fight. Um and then you know Cobra Kai quote under new management, but still um, the
1: most badass name yeah. for a dojo. And they even
0: you know they they talk about Eagle Fang's debut, but none of the other dojos get any airtime.
1: I mean, if they safe. did, then the Sintra would take like eighty minutes, right? Well, I
0: mean, okay. So this kind of brings us to the <laughs> the Carrie Underwood incident, as I'm oh. calling it. Oh, so we're like, dealing
1: with that now, huh? Yeah,
0: right. Because it, it as. Oh my god! So I want to know: Are the show creators being blackmailed? Like, how did she get this ten-minute scene? Yes, it felt like she was. So she was singing a song that
1: it's rep- from the original Karate Kid. Moment of truth, but I didn't recognize it when I first heard it. And I not
0: recognize it because she's not singing "Before He Cheats," which is the only Carrie Underwood right. song that I know. And I'm not
1: sure if the moment of truth is a super iconic. Th- I mean, maybe it is for some people, but I don't. I didn't it's actually remember love- it from Karate Kid. I'm
0: glad that she didn't touch "Glory of Love." Yeah, which okay? is the
1: only good part of Karate Kid, too, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, there's this nice again. Love the board. They have introduced, as you you might recall, like the skills competition, which is actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I'll be... I have no idea how they're, like, grading these things, but it's its fun. It's kids with weapons and breaking boards and stuff like that. But, like, you know, they're... Um, and by the way, if I can, like, go on a little aside, like, they... I think it's like a really well done little montage in like two episodes that are chock full of good montages because it's like you see people you see all like the kids you know doing these skills and you're like I don't get it who's winning but then they have like this perfect encapsulation which is just like penis breath dropping his bow hawk failing to break his last board and then Kyler breaking like a bunch of cement with his head and you're like okay I got it Cobra Kai won. I know
0: this sort of like lends credence to the the fact that there's like natural um, karate ability because like I noticed for example Devin has is a better fighter than Dimitri
1: and she's was... been training for six weeks yeah. and it's like yeah I guess it's like any sport like just some and people Kyler are better is
0: you know as good as you know anybody. As, as
1: anybody else really yeah. yeah and like the board after like they watch these incredible skills they're like they're all watching like from like the like the second floor and they're all like proud of themselves and they're like talking about how like They hate Ron, who's their board president, and they're like ready to give him a vote of no confidence after this, which I love. But then, Ron does the worst thing anyone can do. Apparently, he saves his position by getting Carrie Underwood as a musical guest star, which makes no sense.
0: I am positive there's some interview out there where, like, I want to know how she got on the show. Why Carrie Underwood? Yeah, um, why? You know what I was thinking? Like you know the show brings back a lot of kind of like side characters like why couldn't have tom cole come back for this like if he somehow like wormed his way onto the oh tournament. my god or, like we haven't seen tom cole you, in a minute
1: the rival car dealer who was giving away cacti yeah, yes and, i love him and, and oh, and, like, oh my him god and
0: daniel shooting murderous looks at each other right the tournament why can't you give us that
1: seriously like i love when they bring back random side characters Carrie Underwood? What does she have to do with anything? This show with karate? Like, I didn't like her rendition to the song. The only thing that I can say is that they do, I mean, I like that these episodes, like, they really walk us through every stage of the tournament. They do not, like, spare any, any, like, they don't, like, flip over anything, like, and so if they were like, we gotta show the, the, like, the introductory rounds... We'll do it in a montage, the stupid Carrie Underwood rendition of this song. And, like, I, I guess, you know, I liked seeing the, the introductory rounds. I yeah, wish there had been anything else playing. Yeah, but there were that's a lot fine. of
0: different, like, f- sub flashbacks within the skills competition. Um, Rodney, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but did they flash back to Robbie at LaRusso Auto doing, like, his. He was like jacking a car or whatever. <laughs> but we got a very be- brief flash of Robbie's season one haircut, and I recoiled right I was like, oh God, like all of the goodwill that he had earned like briefly was in, in danger, and but it makes
1: me he- wonder, like are we that shallow that we are. like we're all like fans of Robbie the season because of his hair We really are yeah. no
0: it was it was visceral, but um yeah, I really liked the the flashes to the skill section and all the weapons and stuff um.
1: Yeah, and I liked seeing all, like, the the rounds, like, the karate tournament rounds, like, the early ones. Like, it's cool, uh, actually, because it's, like, you get it. Seems seemed very realistic to me that you have, like, a whole bunch of matches that are happening simultaneously in, like, different parts of, like, the, I, I don't know what this is, a high school gymnasium. It's not, like, the final rounds where everybody's watching and cheering. I really did like seeing all the introductory rounds, beginning rounds of this competition. Um, and I, like... There was something realistic about the fact that there's, like, tons of them going on at the same time. Unlike the final rounds where everybody's, like, paying attention and cheering, like, it just, you know, it's just, there's, it's chaotic. You get, like, a lot of random matchups. I like that, like, almost every member of every dojo who has a name gets at least, like, one moment where they're in the match. Yeah, I
0: must have looked away at the screen when Penis Breath did whatever he did, because when I looked back, it was, like, him standing in his gi, and I was like... Did you just come here to cheer, or like?
1: Hey, man, he, was, he, he was, was in the skills he competition.
0: Okay, I'm glad he
1: did, he did this thing with the bow, and I'm he dropped glad. his bow. But you know, he tried. Okay, it's and cute. you know, you get to like at least see like Bert fight a guy who's like ten times his size, and he doesn't win. But I think he does pretty well. I mean, all things considered, Bert's gonna
0: have a growth spurt, and he's gonna be like seven feet tall, and then he's just
1: gonna. Are you telling everybody. me you wouldn't stick around to watch Bert in the All Valley? When Bert has his growth spurt.
0: Don't tell me that you're going to be just as excited about this show if it's just the Bert show.
1: I would be so excited about the Bert show. And then maybe maybe, maybe my favorite character of all time, Kyler, could just, like, fail to, like, graduate and wait. He'd still be over 18. Never mind. But, like, um... You know
0: what? What if everyone, like, leaves the valley except for Anoush? And it's just Anoush trying to compete in this. Competition? <laughs> they change the rules.
1: I love Anoush. So, yeah. I would be there. They have so many, like, good, weird side characters I think that they could make it work. I really do. Um, But where were we before we went on to our Anoush track? Thanks, Nina.
0: Well, I think we were just finishing up the qualifier round. So now we're on to the quarterfinals.
1: Yes. Carrie Underwood has finally stopped singing. um, And we have a sense of who is actually moving forward in this competition, which is like, let's face it, everybody you would expect.
0: The point system is also explained, but I initially do not get it. But that makes sense. Uh, John... (laughs) I'm with Johnny there, who's like, this is not about math, and Devin's like, it kind of is about math, though.
1: But it's also about grabbing Cobra Kai by the balls, which is Johnny's language, so, you know, we're we're there. We're there for it. Were you
0: surprised um, that Dimitri didn't, like, actually made it into the quarter?
1: Uh, I was. I was surprised that Dimitri made it. I think Dimitri was surprised that Dimitri made it. Yeah, and
0: I have to say, credit where credit's due, he has gotten better. Although, I don't know how much of that happened at miyagi though. to be honest.
1: Wouldn't all of it have happened at Miyagi-Do? Yeah, but that's what makes...
0: Well, he had that one lesson with Johnny, right? When they, like, switched...
1: Like, maybe, like, 20 seconds with Johnny, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess at the very beginning, we're, like, you know, he's tied up and it's a punching bag for the other students like, to use. Like, maybe
0: we're not giving Miyagi-Do enough credit for training people how to do karate, but I was <laughs> genuinely surprised.
1: You were so mean, man. I know. Um, you know, there's a nice moment, actually, when, like... Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead or not, but dude, this episode is a beast, whatever. There's a really nice moment where uh, Dimitri is fighting Hawk. And, not Hawk, sorry. Dimitri's fighting Robbie. And, like, he loses to Robbie. Uh, he makes a bunch of Star Wars references to, like, you know, Robbie used to be a Jedi and now he's a Sith, etc. But, like, he loses to Robbie. And, like, afterwards, like, he, like, nobody expected him to win. But, like, afterwards he goes to Daniel and he's like, oh, yeah, he's really good. And Daniel's like, he is, but so are you. And, like, you can see Dimitri's actually touched. And it's, like, one of the few times that I'm like, Daniel, that's that's a thing a good teacher would say. Yes. Good for you. Yeah, it's
0: interesting because it's, like, sometimes there's scenes from this first part, the fall, where I'm like, Daniel is kind of back on his Daniel bullshit. But he shows a lot of growth kind of, like, within the tournament.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's nice to see Dimitri, like, have a little moment. And it's nice to see... Um, Daniel act as a good sensei. and Yeah, I, I don't know. He, I'm surprised
0: that he makes it as far as he did in this tournament. But you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that each character shows some growth. And it wouldn't have been fair to see, like, kind of our main
1: characters just have all of the spotlight. And this is this is what the All Valley is all about, you know? I mean, it's like Carrie Underwood said in the Prelude to a song. Have, no. Everyone has their moment.
0: You actually... No. I like w- instinctively was like nope, not about this, not listening to this song. Um annoyed that you're here. It, it stank of uh American Idol. It had that American Idol stench.
1: <laughs> and it's just I don't understand why she's there why anyways. You we'll get over it. We'll get over it in time, but it <laughs> was yeah. It it's definitely, like, nice just to see so much karate, to be honest. Like, this is more karate than we've seen Yeah, years. and it's,
0: you know, this show really employs slow-mo the right way. Like, they figured out how to do it. Like, I love when, like, for example, later on, like, Kyler steps on the mat and Robbie steps on the mat and they do this. It's like the slow-mo, but
1: they're not, like, hiding the moves. Like, everyone has a base level of karate skill and we see it. Yeah, there's not like millions of cuts or something. So I mean, it, it's the kids combined with like I know some pretty good doubles, but like they they do this right. They do the good music, good use of music and everything. And like yeah, and also you you know, when I remember like the first season with the that tournament, like you know, really you know that you're you're leading up to Robbie and Miguel showing down. Like that's the way the show is set up. But like in the Years that have passed, they've had time to, like, have, like, all these other characters, like, built up. So that, like, to me, like, there's something genuinely fun about seeing, like, honestly, like, Hawk face uh, Kyler. Because suddenly you're like, oh, yeah. No, Kyler was Hawk's original bully. Like, there's a moment where he calls him Lip, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: right, because the first tournament, like... There was only a few interactions, and I remember, like, Miguel ha- hardly had any scenes with Robbie.
1: Right, he'd, like, met him once. Yeah,
0: and so we were like, why are they beefing again? Yeah, over Sam. I uh, guess, yeah.
1: but... <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, but there's a, a rich texture to, like, you know, when um, when Hawk and Kyler are, like, facing each other down. You're like, yeah, no, he called you Lip. Remember you were both briefly members of Cobra Kai together? Remember he shaved your mohawk? And, you know, you're like, yeah, I want to oh, see this. Oh, yeah, I'm I mean... for it.
0: Yeah, Um, so quarterfinals, let's get into it. Um, So So, Tori beats
1: Devin, Um, what do you think of that fight? Well, yeah, there's a part of me, like, first time we watched this, where I'm like, you know, maybe this is, like, a time for, like, the third-party dojo to come through, you know, you're thinking... Locust
0: Valley! (laughs) Locust
1: Valley, justice for Locust Valley, but, like... You know, you're thinking, will it be Tori, will it be Sam? And, like, for a moment, I'm like, maybe it'll be Devin. But, no, I mean, the show is realistic that Devin is very good, but she has been doing this for six weeks. She loses, but she, you know, she gives it a good shot. Like, she seems like she's it... good at this.
0: Yeah, well, it, at the time of the first All-Valley, I felt like Robbie had been doing karate for six weeks. Yeah. And he was really good, like,
1: I know, you know, on, on Miguel's level. I know, but, like... Now that it's like season four and they've had some time to think these things through and they have more than like two characters that you know, like they're I guess they're kind of like, look, look, this person might be good, but they're not as good. Like same thing with Dimitri, like he might be he he might be pretty good, but like he's not gonna win the championship. That's fair. That's fine. Um so you you do have like, yeah, Tori moving forward with that. Um Kyler versus Eli, like uh Guess what? Eli wins. I'm calling him Eli now, man. I guess yeah, he is Eli.
0: it actually feels really natural to call him Eli and it's not just because the the hair hair was like such a big signifier, but I love they like tied moon and that whole storyline together really nicely because oh, yeah. like they have a really sweet scene where she says, "You're not defined by your haircut," which is something we say a lot, but, it's but not we don't really mean true. it. We don't mean it yeah. at all. <laughs> you kind of are.
1: Yeah, I Robbie, mean, Moon's don't the do opposite anything of us. Crazy. Yeah, um, but it's sweet, and and I like that. Like, I've always liked Moon. Is like she's a perfect example of like a character who's like not a main event, but like she's fairly consistently written. You know, and like when she's just like, I like you because your confidence, and like you know, you et cetera, and like. Kyler's just a bully. And like, oh yeah, like, Moon actually broke up with, like, uh, Hawk at the time because he was a bully. And like, even when, like, Moon was hanging out with, like, uh, Yasmin, like, she didn't necessarily, like, she wasn't pro bullying or whatever. Yeah, but
0: again, hats off to whoever plays Eli because what an actor that, like, he completely embodied that kind of steroid karate incel mm -hmm. in seasons, you know, two and three. And then this season, like, I completely believe him having, like, mended fences with Dimitri in an honest way. Yeah. Like, he seems to have, like, he's
1: kept the karate skills, he's kept the kind of swagger. But he stopped oh. being, a, like, a complete asshole, and, like, you know, Moon kisses him, and that gives him, like, this burst of confidence, and, you know, before he was like, I don't know who I am without my hair, or without being Hawk. After that, he says, I know who I am now, the guy who's gonna win this fucking thing, which is a good line, which is I a great know. line. Um, so, yeah, he disposes of Kyler. Um, okay, then Sam
0: versus Piper. Who Piper? We again new character, but well, she kind of has Kyler
1: energy to me. Really, Piper? Um, See, first of all, not that new a character. We did see, we did meet her like a season or two ago when she was dating Moon. Um, yeah, but not in a karate. Context. I know, I know. But I like that they sort of just recycle. Like I, I don't know, that's just kind of nice. But so the thing is, like Piper is facing down Sam, and she's like. You know, without your defense, you're nothing. But she's so fucking perky, like she's such a happy, perky camper that you're just like, man, do you get along with the other Cobra guys? Also, like, I can't believe she dated Moon. Like, if she set I don't know, I don't know. She, she, she I, like, I totally believe she. Well, dated she's Moon.
0: perky, but she's got a little bit of malice. In I there. don't
1: think she does. Really. That's why. I, I mean, honestly, it's like I kind of like her performance, but I'm also just like, dude, you, you, you are not a good fit for this dojo. You're just like. Yay, everything's so fun. Oh my god. I don't know. I guess
0: I saw a little bit more ruthlessness where I was like, I wasn't that surprised that she went to Cobra Kai and it wasn't just because of their fancy outfits. I think there's an edge there that is wow. kind of like she wants to be part of the best dojo and she's not going to like bother with Miyagi-Do's bullshit and
1: she's not impressed by Eagle Fang's kind of like burnt out warehouse. Like, you know, she's To be honest, I see that our impressions of Piper, who, you know, to be fair, is on screen for, like, 20 seconds, are, like, totally opposite. I was just, like... Yeah, well, She season, seems just so sunny and positive. Season 18, Piper kills everyone. Please. Piper <laughs> is, like, nothing but rainbows and sunlight. All-Dally
0: like, becomes... Uh, even a when she's, like, so trying to,
1: to trash-talk Sam, like, she just looks so happy that it just, it just comes across as like, oh, honey, like, I know the Cobra Kais are telling you to do this, but you're not good at it, just don't. Um, That's a bird. But, yeah, no, I she's, can't... she's too happy, and like, um, I do like that it leads to this nice little thing where like, you know, Piper's like, without your defense, you're nothing. Like, again, in exactly that tone, like a really happy tone. But the, um, the,
0: the scariest bullies are the ones that are like, you know, crazy like a fox, A little happy, a little sad. Like Joker, for example. Oh my god, Piper
1: is not the Joker. You are not doing this to Piper. I'm doing it. I'm drawing the lines. Piper is just sunshine, but Sam... Now Sam, who has discovered a little darkness within herself this season, she looks at Johnny and, like, there's this just... Johnny just kind of gives her, like, not a nod, but there's, like, an unspoken understanding that passes through them and, like, Sam just gives... pours on the offensive shit. She takes down Piper... And that leads to, like, this actually very cute moment when Johnny yells, yes. You know? Like, oh Johnny. Like,
0: yeah, you know what? Again, proximity to Johnny makes every character more likable. I it does, I would yeah. give anything for an unspoken nod from Johnny. Right? It's great.
1: It's great. And you're, and you also, like, I don't know. There's a later moment where uh, Miguel and Daniel have a little interaction. And there is something nice about the fact that while, like, you know, Johnny and Daniel are at odds, like, they still, like you know they they don't necessarily like hold it against the students and everything and it's nice that like Johnny like even though he, she is the daughter of his of his rival like he's still like yeah I taught her to do that and she did it
0: yeah um, and actually
1: Daniel is shook Daniel's shook Daniel does not look happy but you know that's that's Daniel's arc for this this tournament um he's let's very... also talk about the Daniel Robbie scene that
0: comes afterwards where i feel like Daniel spends a lot of this first episode just going up to various former students being like, I can't believe you used my my Miyagi-Do skills against my students. And it's like, what did you really teach Robbie? All the karate he knows? Well, that being said, Robbie is maybe the only character that got that kind of extended woods sequence Mm -hmm. training. Like, he spent a whole weekend with Daniel. (laughs) I mean, how he didn't blow his brains out, I'll never know. But, I mean,
1: presumably, a lot of heavy-duty, intensive karate training took place there. to be honest, like, it's really sort of unfair that, like, Robbie and Miguel are the best because they had, like, tons of private one-on-one karate training. Yeah, but... How it's... is penis breath supposed to compete with that, you know?
0: But it's just a hilarious scene that Daniel's like, how dare you use those car internship moves I taught you. No, I
1: mean, yeah, he, that is a th- uh, a little, like, theme of the quarterfinals is that, like... You know, the Cobra Kais, they're cleaning up because they know the Miyagi moves. They learned them from Robbie. Um, and then, well, I love the scene because, you know, Daniel
0: says, never put passion in front of principle, which is not a bad thing to say. Like, sometimes Daniel comes out with, like, a true, a truism, perhaps. I or, don't understand
1: what he means in this context. He's upped his platitudes game, Letha, okay? He has upped it, but, like, look, I like the scene. I like the scene because he's, you know, he's there to be like, you gave away our karate secrets.
0: He's also spent a good deal of the first tournament, and I think he says it a few times in this tournament, where he says don't forget to breathe, which again, is the stupidest lesson of all. (laughs) Like, and he always says it at some, like, key moment where, like, you know, for example, like Sam or Miguel is just they want some actual guidance and do they get it from him? No. He just says don't forget to breathe and it's like, thanks buddy, that was totally useless.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, generally his pep talks are a little what? So putting, never but, putting passion in front of principles? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's interesting because it's like, this conversation, I like some things about it because it's like, you know, it gets to the heart of things where Robbie is like, everyone thinks their way is the only way, but I'll do whatever it takes to win. And Daniel asked the question that we have been asking, why do you care about winning this tournament exactly? Like, what it, what, what do you think it's going to do for you? Like, we understand that, like, Tori has said that whatever else happens in her life, she'll have this one thing that is hers. But at this point in the episode, I think we—I think it becomes clearer later, but we, we're not really sure, like, what Robbie is doing here. Yeah. And that's, like, that's when, like, uh, Daniel says that never put passion front a principle because even if you win, you lose. And it's a good truism that I don't understand what he's, do you, what is he talking about?
0: He's like, don't let, I mean, it's almost a creasism. It's like, don't let emotions cloud your judgment. Right. But it's another way of saying that.
1: I, think. I guess, but in the theme of, like, or, you know... Like, like,
0: don't get so mad at somebody that you try to push them off a balcony and have them shatter their back. T- all right, fine. But that is, a, <laughs> that is a talk that he should have given him, like, way long, long, like, a long time ago. Who knows what Daniel was doing that season? He didn't have time to do that. But I have to say, Ice Cold Robbie is the best Robbie. Right, that's a,
1: that is what confuses me, you know, because it's like, never put passion in front of principal. Robbie is a lot of things, but at this moment, he doesn't seem like passionate. He seems to like actually be like cooler headed than everybody else. So right that now. Daniel Robbie scene took place
0: after Robbie was fighting who? Uh I'm trying to think cuz it was was Robbie fighting like cuz he fights Eli later, but I'm, I I mean Daniel was saying that in response to watching Robbie yeah, he, fight somebody. Yeah, he he fights
1: he has not fought Kenny yet. Yeah. Cuz Ro- yeah, Robbie does go on to fight Kenny.
0: Um it's... No, so I mean yeah, so really what he's
1: like... Yeah, he, he
0: talks to Robbie and he and says, why are you using Miyagi-Do moves? And Robbie's like, I'm going to use whatever works. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Robbie's completely in the right here. It's yeah, like, and Daniel dude, what do you want me to do? Him, essentially, yeah.
1: Um, and like, you know, Daniel, before he, he drops his platitude, like just asking him why you're doing this, also a good point. The reason why I was confused about the passion for a principal thing is that, okay... So, Robbie does go on to fight Kenny. It's, you know, Cobra Kai versus Cobra Kai. Luck of the draw. Um, And, like, you know, Kreese, like, he's taking it easy on Rob. uh, Well, actually, it's a very cute moment between Robbie and Kenny, where Kenny's like, you know, you're my mentor, and I love you, etc. But then when they're they're fighting, like, you know, I I think Robbie is taking it a bit easy on Kenny, because Kenny's his protege. And and then Kreese is like, well, you want to be a champion? Like, take out Kenny. No mercy. And... Afterwards, like, Robbie sort of, like, goes, like, robo Robbie, you know? And he gets in, like, he just starts, like, fighting Kenny, like, pretty brutally. And it ends, like, with this kick that Robbie delivers to his face that makes the entire crowd gasp, you know? And Kenny says, Yeah, so so I little...
0: really like this fight, m- I did mostly too. because it's, it's a very short scene, but um, I don't know if you noticed this, but Kenny says something that Silver said, which is, You changed my whole life. That's right. Well, Silver said, I owe you my whole life. But Mm -hmm. Kenny, it's like a variation of that. And this show does does that stuff a lot. Like, it kind of repurposes lines. So I wonder if they're setting up some sort of, like, (laughs) Kenny and Robbie are the new crease in Silver. Oh, my God. Which is, I don't know. And I think it's interesting that, like, you know, Silver has had a few scenes with Robbie, but it seems like none of Silver's like, talk is getting in his head, yeah. but Crease is still kind of in Robbie's head. Like, he he talks to Kreese, and then he gets back in that
1: fight, and he beats up Kenny. Right. And, okay, here's my crackpot theory. Because generally, like, this episode, I think, like, hangs together very well thematically, but, like, look, Robbie's whole thing, uh, and I think we see that especially, like, in Robbie's, like, last scene with Johnny in this episode, is, like, his main focus is actually, like, he might think to himself that he wants to win the tournament, but the most important thing to him has been mentoring Kenny. Like, it is, it is by far, like, more important to him than, like, any match. Like, you know, at the end of the episode, when Johnny tries to, like, say, like, hey, you did well, don't feel. Don't be so worked up about it. He's, like, he, like, flat out said That's, that is not what he is worried about. He doesn't care that he didn't win the tournament. Um, but, so, his passion would be mentoring Kenny, right? So, I wonder if this idea, like, don't put passion in front of principle... Like if that's what he's thinking,
0: I mean, come on, what does Daniel know about what Robbie's passions are? Like,
1: well, it's the thing. It's like I don't think I have no idea why Daniel said that. But hey, Daniel like drops platitudes all the time for no reason. But like, I'm kind kind of of wondering what the like. I'm actually coming around to your side
0: because now that I realize that you know, Daniel was just saying that like, how dare you steal Miyagi Do's or use Miyagi Do's moves, and it wasn't in reaction to seeing Robbie do anything. Kind of like untoured. Now nah, I really don't know what Daniel means. Right. I was trying to make sense of it in the context of like him reacting to Robbie, going into robo-Robbie mood.
1: Yeah. But it's just like interesting because it's like, again, like Robbie doesn't have a passion for winning. He has a passion for like, you know, he, he likes mentoring Kenny and being like Kenny's hero. And, but you see him just be like, Crease yeah. And Chris is basically like no mercy. And I wonder, like, Robbie never seems that beholden to Crease, so it's like, I just wonder what's going through Robbie's head exactly there. But, you know, whatever. It's a good scene. And... Do you think Robbie is channeling Silver moves? No, I don't. No? I don't think Robbie and Silver have had much interaction. Yeah, because, unlike...
0: I mean, technically Crease and Silver are still, like, co-sensing the classes, so it's not, like, we don't see the distinction in their karate styles mm-hmm. beyond kind of, like kick somebody when they're down like they're both right. kind of on the same page i guess but i really love the reaction shots because when kenny gets kicked to the ground anthony looks troubled miguel and johnny look troubled it's really good yeah
1: it's very good and it's just like it's also just like one of those fights where you knew robbie was gonna win but like you didn't you know it it, it makes you gasp too to see kenny kenny's so little man seeing him get kicked in the face like that yeah <laughs> i mean do you want to go into kenny's next scene um, wait. Does it immediately go in there? Oh um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably a lot of bunch, a bunch of other seats. Oh yeah.
0: Johnny and Miguel have a scene that's uh, where you know they just have a brief interaction. It's where, a weird scene where Miguel is kind of like I don't know. He's in his feels. Like you can tell he's like pretty quiet through the tournament, and Johnny kind of mistakenly senses that. Oh, yeah. oh You that mean move. that
1: first scene like that he has with? Yeah. yeah it's interesting because it's like Johnny's like, hey man, I I know what you're going through. And Miguel's like sort of hopeful, like you do. And He's like, "Well, you know, he had a fight with Sam Larusso. Don't worry, you'll make up. Get your head in the game." And you can see Miguel's like really disappointed. And I was a little—I laughed a little to myself. Cause it's, it's like not over, Sam. Come on, now. Right. Well, I was like Miguel, you really didn't think he was going to be like. I know what you're going through. You saw me as a father figure, and I accidentally said my own, my biological no, son's I, name I, to you. I kind I mean, of—it doesn't have to be that specific,
0: but I do think it's worth saying that, like. Johnny and Miguel have always had this connection, and he's always used... He used to be very, like, in tune with each other's lives and feelings and stuff. And now
1: I feel like this whole season is, like, they've had a disconnect. There's a precariousness to their relationship. Yeah, Like, you... You know, like, because Miguel and Johnny, like, they've always been such a through-line of the series. Um, But... And it's not that they're at odds with each other, really. It's just that, yeah, a disconnect might be the way to put it, and... There is a weird scene, like, between, like, um, Miguel and Johnny before uh, Miguel fights Hawk, where, like, you know, he tells, like, Hawk something like, you know, uh, or he tells Miguel, like, kick his ass. And it's so weird, because it's like, Miguel's like, kick his ass? He's my friend. It's like... Yeah, the, it, it's a karate tournament, dude. I don't know what you what you're looking for here, but you know, there's there's a, a thing where it's like, yeah, no, he's, he's your friend, but like here, like winning the tournament's what's important, and like, and I don't know, they seem like Miguel seems like sort of like, well, whose side are you on, man? Yeah, um, but I, I I didn't quite understand like what either of them were getting at, but whatever, it's fine.
0: I feel like it's it's Crease in Johnny's head where it's like, I think what Johnny means is like. Hold on to the eye of the tiger. You know, stay hungry. These, you're not here to make friends. You're here to win, right? Which is like actually of... fair for a karate tournament. Yeah, yeah. And like, but that's supposed to be like sort of the antithesis of both Miyagi Do and and Eagle Fang is about eagle fanging. I don't know. Like, you know, they, they both cast shade at Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai is, like, bloodthirsty and only wants to win. But, you know, it's okay to admit that everyone kind of wants to win this
1: tournament, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tournament. That's the And point. even if
0: there weren't any stakes, I mean, I feel like they'd still want to compete. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I think so, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that it all, like, the dojo's existence hinges on this. It's a tournament. People will enter tournaments because they want to win tournaments. Oh, I should also mention there's, like, a scene between, um... Uh, LaRusso, I'm calling him LaRusso like I'm Johnny, between Daniel and Johnny where like, it basically amounts to them going bleh, stay away from my student you know? Yeah, it was kind of like I know it's necessary
0: for their arc but it was weird to see the kind of like season one energy
1: Yeah, I mean it's also sort of like a retread of of like something we've seen this season where like Daniel's like you're making, you're teachings you've been training Sam secretly and you made her all aggressive and I hate you and like Johnny's like you pussified Miguel and then they're like you know, it's, it's very, yeah, them, but it's, it's I really, guess.
0: it's really good because, you know, Daniel's feeling the disconnect to Sam mm-hmm. and the whole, he's, you know, he's lashing out for that and, and Johnny's lashing out for the same reason. Cause yeah. he's losing Miguel.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, then we get to like, uh, finally we get to Miguel and Hawk fighting and you know what I like? I like that they do their little handshake before they fight. They're cute together. They're cute. And it's like a nice thing. Just like, I like that, um, you know, Johnny can cheer on Sam and that, like, Daniel can, like, have a nice talk with Miguel. I like that, like, Hawk and Miguel can just, like, or Eli and Miguel, I guess it is now, can just be like, yeah, you know, we're gonna, like, fight, but dude, you know? It's
0: honestly such a relief to have Eli back, you know? I didn't realize, like, how much space that kind of aggro, uh, Hawk energy was taking because it was like, we really liked this character and then, like, somebody stole, his personality and like gave him some steroids for two seasons. And we're like, "What? what's happening? <laughs> and I'm sure Dimitri is just as confused, but I mean, it's just like, Oh, you finally have your personality back. And it's great. Um, so let's talk about this fight. Um, I feel like it goes pretty quick. Like I only wrote down that like, the end which is like Miguel pulls a muscle although we don't know that I mean that, I like, like the
1: fight like I uh, just because it's like you see two people who are like well matched it's always like a joy to see that but like yeah you get you don't know at the time that he's just pulled a muscle but like Miguel goes down clutching his back and uh last moment of like this first part of the two-parter he screams sensei <laughs> and it's very like it's it's much more effective than what I just did I it's know. a very... It's very emotional, um, and three medics rush onto the mat, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, who's?" This is the All Valley Nina. There, there's nothing but medics in the audience. Okay, I mean, now I can see what the like All Valley committee was putting
0: together. It's year. the blue mats. It's fifty medics, and it's Carrie Underwood. Oh uh, my god, they did a bang of job. Like, I feel like the medics are the only part that makes sense in terms of putting money towards that. <laughs> the other <laughs> stuff, fine. The fog machine. I mean, everybody needs a fog machine. That's true. It was pretty badass. I wish I had a fog
1: machine. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you get a really nice little opening in the second episode, or the final episode, where you see like a hospital bed, and like a, and what do you call the monitors by hospital beds? I don't know, man. <laughs> the monitors by hospital beds, and you're like, oh god, Miguel's back in the hospital. And it's weird
0: because we've seen this episode already, and I still forgot, yeah. sort of. I was like... Wait, then how does Miguel like get from there to Mexico? Like it was
1: very confusing for me. <laughs> but um, no, it is not Miguel. It is Stingray. It's Stingray who wakes up in that been hospital silvered. bed. Silvered. We had forgotten he existed. Despite like my whole like Stingray is us and we are Stingray for he's a millennial with karate aspirations, and so are we. I had forgotten that he existed for an entire episode. And we
0: too felt the physical pangs of being <sighs> beaten by Silver. Right. Within an inch of our lives. I mean, I wonder, actually, like, did Silver wait until he, like, damaged some organs? Like, how bad do you think the kind of, like, they said attempted murder or whatever.
1: Aggravated assault. Aggravated assault, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he was clearly unconscious for, I don't know, the entire first half of this tournament. Whatever. I, I don't know what the timeline is, but he got beaten pretty badly.
0: I feel like, what if Silver had accidentally killed Stingray? Like, did he think this through at all?
1: I'm gonna go with no.
0: Um, would he have dragged Stingray's body to the back of the dojo and then framed crease? I guess so. I'm I just mean, wondering.
1: See, Silver, like all of Silver's plans, like, you know, Silver and Karate Kid 3, his plans are both, like, you know, intricate, and, but, like, also, like, insane. Like, <laughs> there's no way this could That's possibly work, and yet it was, like, a multi-step, like, Plot it wasn't yeah so um, and
0: when I mean we'll get to Silver's plot I have so many unpacking somebody that is going to take another yeah, episode okay, but, gonna, um,
1: but like should we like stick with the turn yeah let's oh, stick man. with okay, instead so of opening we, that can of so Silver that
0: was Stingray we get back then cut to Miguel
1: who has just pulled a muscle thank God um and like one of the many EMTs. It's like, hey, you just pulled a muscle. uh, You know, you have 30 minutes to get back on, into the fight if you want to. Don't do it if it will, like, aggravate your back. But if you're feeling up to it, sure, go ahead. Which is like, yeah, it's it's a nice... It's both realistic and also leads to a moment of drama where it's like Miguel has 30 minutes to decide whether he's going to do this or not.
0: Yeah, and Miguel says if something doesn't feel right, he won't fight. And, mm-hmm. and Carmen, I think she has much more trust in Johnny this time around because she's like, okay, like... You talk to him, and then I'll be outside or something. And Johnny is much more business-like this time around. Like, I was just thinking, like, when he saw, you know, Miguel injured in the hospital, and that led to his drunken spiral at the beach where he, like, was swearing off karate, swore off the dojo. And here, it's like, is every time Miguel get injured just, like, impact you a little less? You think you're like,
1: oh, okay. Oh. Just
0: pull it together, man. Well, <laughs> Here's some
1: Ben game. Oh, I mean, I think that... He's, you know, in the same way that, like, Daniel has an arc in this episode, right, where he has to, like, acknowledge that, um, but, you know, like, hey, there are good things about Cobra Kai's methods, too, and I'm not always right about everything. Like, I think part of Johnny's arc is that, like, he conflates, like, winning this tournament with a lot of other stuff. You know, I would even think, like, in his head, he's like, you know, my relationship with Miguel and winning this tournament, they're all, like, intertwined. And, like, uh, in fact, I'm, like, he, when he's, like, he goes out for a moment and, like, Crease actually asks him, like, how Miguel's doing and Johnny's like, I don't like you care. And they have this conversation where, like, um says, "Like I cared more about you than anyone." And I've said multiple Tender times, Kreese. I've said multiple times that this is a, such a retcon. We have never like seen Crease like care about Johnny before. But like, I whatever. Think it was always there. The Botox
0: wore off, and now he's
1: allowed. Now you to see, see the, the feelings. Emotions. I
0: mm-hmm. mean,
1: but like, it's interesting because it's like you know Johnny's like, "Look, man, you forced me to fight dirty. Like you maybe sell my soul just so Cobra Kai could win." But like Crease, his take on it now, I guess, is that like. You know, I wanted you to win, not Cobra Kai. You and it does matter if you win or lose. And if you lose, like that's a downward spiral that you'll never get at, that your life. What do you into. think
0: about that lesson? Because for Kreese, it's not about the journey; it's it's about the end result.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that obviously, like when Johnny goes back in to see if Miguel's ready, and basically gives him like a pep talk that says like You got to win. You got to show everybody who's best." Um, which is not the right pep talk for Miguel, but I think that he's channeling that. And maybe there's a part of him that's like, My life did go into a downward spiral when I lost. So like maybe maybe this is everything. But like oh also just there's a throwaway line where Chris says, like, maybe Robbie can help keep Cobra Kai going and I'm like, if that kid doesn't get a real job, if he goes into the family like dojo business, like God, that's a tragedy. That's scary. That's I like know. a that's like a horror uh movie or something. Um
0: <laughs> Chris says, You could have been with me and your real son. That's Creese trying to build a family. Okay. Build one with Amanda and Tori, God. I'm rooting for that. You know? Yeah.
1: Creese probably has a bunch of sister wives set up. Your insights into Creese's personal life are terrifying as usual, <laughs> but um yeah, it's it is a, uh, it, it is like a nice moment because it like, well, I, like I like I've always said I don't buy that like Johnny is like Crease's like one weakness, but if we're gonna go with that, then this is like it, it's a nice scene like and
0: yeah, I, I think like we don't get enough Johnny Crease scenes like we yeah haven't, we haven't gotten them in a while yeah and I think we haven't really seen them have a scene since Crease like stole the dojo out from under him. So it's like, you can understand how Johnny's like, you love me? It's a weird way, but in what way? But seeing a dojo is maybe the most pure expression of love. I mean, it shows commitment. It says, I'm going to take this thing that you love away so you'll notice me. Wow.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, I see where you're going with this. (laughs) Do you? I do. Do you
0: like that Johnny says tonight Cobra Kai is going to die and we're not on Johnny's side? Because this is our podcast, man. And we're going for another five seasons.
1: We'll just rename ourselves Eagle Fang Never Dies.
0: Okay. You have a lot of, like, weird weird ideas for multiple seasons. And, <laughs> and you, may, you may be doing them alone with Kenny. What? What? <laughs>
1: You're going to abandon me? You're going to abandon Eagle Fang Never Dies like that? Oh, You're God. You're a monster, man. Um, so, like... But, I mean, yeah. We, we you want to do the Miguel-Johnny scene? Yeah, let's do the Miguel-Johnny scene. And then we'll rewind and do the Kenny and right, the Amy, right, right. Robbie debacle. But, like, yeah. Because this is, like, a perfect encapsulation of, like, Miguel's arc this season where, like, Johnny's like, you know, you gotta get out there, show your back who's boss, win, we'll show LaRusso and everyone else who's really the best. And Miguel's kind of like, really? That, that That's what you care about? And you can, like, see that he's... He's just over it. Like, he's been sort of over this sort of drama this entire season. And Johnny's like, yeah, time to get out there. Show me you're not a kid. Show me you're ready to be a
0: man. And and he also says, you know what's at stake? Like, you you still want me to be your sensei, right? Because it's, it's a low blow. I don't think Johnny means it that way. But it's clear, like, from what happened at the end of, you know, season or episode eight... That, like, Miguel's like, okay, I'm really just battling for your love now? Yeah.
1: He's like, I, Miguel is so mature and self-aware. So wise, yeah. He's like baby Yoda in this. He he truly is like, I see. Okay. Like, I like he understands his own motivations more than any character understands themselves. He's like, obviously, he doesn't want Johnny to be a sensei. He wants Johnny to be his dad. He realizes that. And, like, when he has this little, like, scene with Sam where she catches him in the hallway, uh... They actually have a nice scene, too. Ew, they have a nice scene. And um, just, spo- not a spoiler, come on. This is this episode, like, the way we're covering it, it's nothing but spoilers, I suppose. But, like, Miguel does not show up to fight. He doesn't, there's a countdown cla- clock, it's very dramatic, but he is not there to finish his fight with Eli. And I love that, like, Johnny's reaction is, I blew it. He knows. He knows. He yeah, I
0: feel like the realizations are, like, sometimes he regresses when he, like, faces off with Crees to the season one Johnny, but, like... By season four, he's like, okay, I've snapped out of it. Like, mm-hmm. just seeing Miguel and, and walk away has been like, okay, I've been a bad sensei, but... Yeah, um, he's just, like,
1: he just knows, it's like, he's not like, what, Miguel didn't show up. He's just like, nope, it's my fault, I blew it. But, yeah, sorry, we were talking, like, with Miguel and Sam, like, it's nice. like he's...
0: Yeah, he's wishing his, like, high school ex goodbye or something. Yeah. I had that energy where i yeah. like... You
1: he, know, he's just like, I'll always be rooting for you, Sam, and... You know, he's just kind of like, when she asks him, like, well, are you okay? Why weren't you there? Why didn't you show up for the dramatic countdown clock? He's just like, I felt like I wasn't fighting for me. And she's like, yeah, I get that. I get pressure from my dad all the time. And then there's just this line, and it's nice, just the way he says it. It's not overplayed. He's like, yeah, but Johnny isn't my dad. And it's like, you see what he's getting at, where he's like, I think of Johnny as my dad, but... He's not, yeah. and I'm going to need to, like, resolve my own daddy issues. Right, and because
0: my real dad wouldn't have, like, pressured me into going back in there. I don't know
1: about that, actually. I don't know.
0: All the dads are kind of iffy in this yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> because
1: it's like, what? Uh, I hope it's okay if I skip ahead, but, like, how Miguel does not return. Miguel leaves, and, like, later his mom finds, like, a note from him that says he has gone to Mexico City to find his real no, dad. No, it,
0: it basically said, Danny Glover style, I'm over this shit. You know, that's the subtext there. Well,
1: it's good. It's like, he's like, you know, I I kind of, like, a lot has happened to him in the past couple of years, and he's like, I feel like I kind of have to work out who I am, and I'm not going to get that from, like, winning a tournament. Like, the, the real fight is that I, he's always been afraid to meet his dad and figure out why, he, like, you know, just figure that out and figure and out, Lata,
0: like... that's a Daniel lesson. The real fight is within. Yeah.
1: No, it's true. It's true. It's such a good arc for Miguel. Like, it goes... it It's perfect for where he's been this season, where he's not looking to be a karate champion. He's, like, looking for a father, honestly. And um, I don't think that he's necessarily thinking my real dad would be way better than Johnny. I think it's more just, like, he realizes that, like, he has bonded so closely to Johnny because, like, he has daddy issues yeah. he's never met his father and he's like maybe his father will turn out to be an asshole I feel like but you know he's I feel still, like a, he there's a high likelihood like the fact if, if his dad turns out to be
0: like a sweet cuddly dude then I will stay right. corrected like, but it's this show
1: I'm even gonna say that like Miguel probably knows that his dad will suck like, he, he's probably guessed, considering his mom, like, left his dad because his dad was, like, into violent crime. Like, I don't think Miguel is expecting his dad to be awesome. I think I think he's, like, this is something I need to do to just sort of, like, move on.
0: Yeah. And I, sure. I like that.
1: His his arc is very good. It's it's just... And I, I think it's so true to form that, like, you're expecting this big Miguel whatever showdown at the end of the tournament. And Miguel's like, bitches, I'm over the tournament. I've been over I'm the tournament I'm wondering if, a while. like, the
0: actor who plays Miguel has, like, a movie contract and this is how they, like write him off the show, but I know he comes back or I think he comes back in season five. Yeah,
1: I mean, I assume that we're going to see him. But it really would have
0: been like the, oh, did you get, oh, (laughs) sign on to a three picture Marvel deal or whatever.
1: were you like disappointed that he doesn't fight?
0: No, I actually think, I love that this tournament did something different Mm -hmm. than the first tournament. I mean, I think it would have been a, I don't want to see another big Miguel showdown because he's been
1: very muted this entire season, mm-hmm. and he's ar- like he's already won the tournament, man. Like he won in the first season, and yeah, he has been muted this season, and I don't think it's necessarily in a bad way. His head's just somewhere else, and you know this is like the tournament is going to mean something different for other characters. It doesn't mean the same thing for him anymore. Um, so yeah, like oh okay. What, what do we say we we're going to talk about? Kenny we got to talk and about Anthony. Kenny. Yes. We need to talk about
0: Kenny. I've got to say it's a sad day for Team Anthony. Um, because Anthony does the first kind of honest thing and like goes to the locker room to try and apologize. And the thing about Anthony is that it's hard to tell when he's being sincere because he's just so used to like being under the gun
1: in the LaRusso and, household. And saying what he needs to say to yeah. get out of things. But he goes of his own free will and volition he follows, like, Kenny into the bathroom, and he's trying to make him feel better about uh, about losing that fight to Robbie. You know, he's like, well, Robbie's, like, really, really good, and, like, you did pretty well against him, etc. But, okay. Kenny's Wait. not here to make friends, did, guys. <laughs> did you notice that this was a callback to another sort of scene like this from season one? No. It is a callback. I'm saying it is. That it's a callback to the scene, like, in season one. Where Aisha, remember her? Um, oh, right. She she loses a match in the tournament, and like she storms off, oh. and like Sam, Sam who was her former friend, who was like kind of a jackass to Alicia for like a bunch of episodes, um, going along with Aisha's bullies and things like that. She gets up from her seat and she follows Aisha and you know tells her like you did good. And, you know, comforts her and makes her feel better. And, like, that's when, like, they rekindle their friendship. Um, Yeah. So I I see this, actually, as sort of being, like, a throwback to that scene where, like, there's a part of you that kind of thinks that Kenny is going to be, like, oh, thanks. And that they're good. This is the start of a beautiful friendship. And as you recall, I think we
0: said, you know, we had hoped that scene between Sam and Aisha would have gone differently. We wanted Aisha to kind of hold on to her dignity. And her anger. And and tell Sam to, like, fuck off. Um what did you think about the scene between Kenny and Anthony? Did you
1: want them to make up? You know, I am a strange person in that I like Anthony and I like Kenny and I I like you even like
0: Kenny's dark side? Because let me tell you, it is 90% dark side. I mean... And he got lost to the dark side in, like, one episode. He is... He never had an arc like Robbie.
1: I don't know. I mean, you were the one who was predicting this for a while, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, I can sense darkness. Well, yeah, so but that it took him at least four episodes to go dark. But, like, <laughs> I I liked it a lot, the scene. I like what they did with it. Um, if... As much as, like, I like LaRusso... Sorry, I like Anthony, and I like Kenny but i didn't really want them to like leave this lot this this bathroom fast friends forever because i don't you know one like i thought it was cheap that like aisha and sam could resolve everything that way and i feel like it didn't respect aisha's a character to say yeah, that yeah and would this get this over... conflict
0: involves catfishing yeah like I mean,
1: like sam's conflict with aisha was honestly just like you know, she was kind of distant with Aisha and, like, kind of stood back and watched her friends bully her. This is more like Anthony, like, arranged to catfish Kenny and, like, somehow, like, he he was instigating a lot of the bullying and stuff. So it's like, um, you, you, this is a bigger conflict and I would have, like, just felt like the show was just, like, pissing on reality if it had been, like, Kenny being like, oh, okay, thanks. Instead, Kenny is just, like, you know... You have been such a piece of shit to me. Um, and you did it because you wanted to look big in front of your friends? Well, fuck you. And then, of course, he starts, like, he just, like, kicks Anthony in the stomach and starts, like, punching the crap out of him, and... There's so much darkness there. Robbie walks in. I'd almost forgotten, but like, oh yeah, Robbie used to live in Anthony's house, right? But like, Robbie... Robbie's likes...
0: lived in a lot of places like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but for a second, I'm like, does Robbie know Anthony? Do they ever, ever see him? No, but I mean, they did, I guess, live together. And like, he breaks up the fight. Um, and like, you know, he's like, you mm, know, quit it, stop it. Like, Kenny, like, I, I trained you better than this. But Kenny's just like, this is Cobra Kai, no mercy. And then he says, oh, it's so chilling. Get ready for high school next year because you're going to be in a world of pain. I and know. He and he I, smiles. Guess Aww. what?
0: Anthony is going to be the new Daniel Larusso. Yeah. Like Kenny's going to like lead a bicycle gang
1: and and drive Anthony off a cliff. I mean, I like Anthony, His but Anthony, repeat... you you created your own Johnny Lawrence, so I don't know how to feel. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's entirely the point. But like you don't know quite how to feel. Like somebody can be a bully one day and be bullied the next and vice versa. You know, there's no Yeah. You know, when
0: I when I the few times I've gone on the Reddit threads, uh just to see what's what, and I as I noted to you, there's a lot of hate for the curly haired kid. So no. we're not alone in that. But there's also a lot of people that hate Anthony. And I I understand think, that.
1: I mean, sure. <laughs> I get it, but come on guys, team Anthony. We're team Anthony, mainly because his family doesn't love him. But, yeah, no, I understand why a lot of you would be like, wait, this, this kid's a bully and a liar. It's very a, weird, you know? and I don't
0: know where that kind of... It's either a nuanced performance, but it's just, like, Anthony's so hapless.
1: I you don't know? even know... Yeah, that's the thing. I think I'm going to give, like, thousands of props to the act, the act, the actor. He should get, like, an Emmy or whatever. Because, like... I don't know why his character... I don't know why I like his character. There's nothing on paper that would make it's, you like him. But there you go. Because
0: we've seen him, like, basically neglected by Daniel for four, four years. And, I mean, this season especially, like, when we saw, like, just Daniel coming down. And, like, the only time Daniel includes him is, like, a brief Miyagi-Do lesson. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, that, I mean... that's home. home. There's, there's things like that. But it's, like... Yeah, I, I, I just think that his performance it must be nuanced or something because it's like despite everything you're like you know you know you don't want to see high school be a world of pain for him you want to see him come into his own somehow um but the main thing like uh is that robbie looks like he's been slapped in the face like he has seen his protege turn into this complete monster um beating up on a kid that he used to live with and apparently has like some fondness for her just and you know that's yeah that's sad he's to a see. failure as a mentor he's a failure as a mentor that is what he has learned
0: and that's what that's a moment that almost every character well the adult characters
1: go through i am a failure as a mentor yeah you know sometimes me and i feel that way about
0: about you if i S- failed you as your mentor excuse me who brought you on to this podcast i could have co-hosted with anybody oh anybody is anybody? that right? anybody <laughs> Somebody who wouldn't have thought about bringing Kenny back for season
1: 25. Listeners,
0: write in if you want to
1: co-host Eagle Fang Never Dies with me. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Actually, um, I don't. In the divorce, I'm taking Cobra Kai Never Dies. I want you to know that. Oh, God. If
0: you're a lawyer. You're probably waiting, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just love that. I love that scene. I,
1: I mean... These finales. Oh, I wanna, so good. so good. Um, okay. So we get back to uh, Hawk versus Robbie because Miguel didn't show up. Hawk moves forward by default. Um, this is the best fight, hands down. Ah, it's such a good fight. Uh, and it's, you get like this Miyagi-Do pep talk to, to Hawk in the first place where like Daniel's of like, find your balance and, and breathe and all that. And then, um, you know, Robbie and Hawk start fighting, and of course, like, you know, Robbie knows all the Miyagi-Do moves, and he's blocking them easy, and, like, I think Hawk calls for, like, a timeout, and he's like, "Ah, what do I do? And finally, this is the moment when, like, you know, finally, like, Daniel, like, drops a bit of his bullshit, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, Robbie knows Miyagi Do real well because he was at Miyagi Do longer than you. But you know Cobra Kai better, so use what you gotta use, you guys. And I, I had actually forgotten until this moment that like Hawk and Robbie are like the the they're mirrors of each other, right? They're people yeah. who started out in one dojo and flipped over to the other dojo. And as Daniel says, they will they're the only two people who would know each other's styles that well. <laughs> they are a perfect matchup.
0: Yeah. Um, a joy to watch this fight, and I have to say, I love Terry Silver's reaction shots, like over both episodes, but he's such a sore loser. And he was like, This fight should be over by now. And and what does Robbie say? Do you wanna fight him? <laughs> uh. Like, I love the tension between Terry Silver and Robbie because you could tell, like, Silver's been angling to sort of co opt Robbie and You know, he may have bankrolled Robbie's prom, but that doesn't mean he... Robbie don't give a fuck. Robbie don't give a fuck. Robbie's been sleeping on that. He's like, if you really cared, you would have gotten me an
1: apartment, or at least landed fences with my mom, who apparently doesn't care. Right. I mean, this is actually, maybe my favorite part of Robbie's arc is that, like, for once, he is not rehashing, like, Yet another, like, you know, like, we've already seen, like, you know, Kreese had this hold on Johnny and, like, you know, Silver and his, like, seducing of Daniel to the dark side. Robbie's like, nope, nope, I'm the sensei this time. My arc is me being a sensei to someone else, not me, like, being beholden to another sensei. Harry Silver really doesn't
0: have a protege, really. No. Because it's like, Kreese is talking to Tori, he's talking to Robbie, he's talking to Kenny... And Silver's, like, just throwing out... He's just an agent of chaos, man. He's just sitting back and just, But he just like, looks so pissed. And I remember Karate Kid 3. That's kind of how he spends a lot of the tournament. Just looking angry. Mm-hmm. He's... I, I
1: mean, I don't know if karate's good for him. I don't know if cocaine's good for him. Because, like, yeah, he looks pretty pissed. We don't know that it's cocaine, Letha. It It's be probably anything. a lot of things combined. Um, Let's talk
0: about the geese getting ripped. Oh, my God, uh, of course. Robbie's shirt is chafing him. <laughs> And, yeah, during
1: the match, it's, like, his, his gi, like, the top part, like, starts coming off. And I remember we were watching it the first time, like, Robbie, just tie it! God damn it! Put it back on! He doesn't have time left. Right. I mean, but, they, apparently, they are tied at the end of the three minutes allotted for the round. And that, you know, that's, that's when I thought that he would just fucking tie the gi. But that's not what happens. No, no, they're going into sudden death overtime. And... Robbie just takes it off.
0: He just takes
1: (laughs) it off entirely. And oh my God. Oh, Hawk just like looks at the referee. Like, is this allowed? And the referee just like, is like, I don't get paid enough for this and shrugs. And so Hawk's solution, of course, (laughs) is to take off his own shirt so that they're fighting shirtless for no reason. Oh my God. It's like the best thing that's ever happened. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait! I didn't mean that in a pervy way, because I think they're both sure. Latha, like, sure. Uh, I meant it like in a dramatic. She fashion. said what she said, listeners. Aww.
0: Um. Anyway, Robbie's shirt and Hawk's shirt is chafing them. Lotha looks on with glee, <sighs> and Hawk wins. I mean, I, I it's hard to kind of capture how great this fight is because we actually get to see some karate in it. Oh,
1: they're yeah. evenly matched. There's it makes some really total good sense. moves, and like you get the moment when like you know when I feel like Daniel has given. Hawk permission to go full on Cobra Kai. And like it's so great how his style like just changes to that aggressive style. Um oh and I, I should mention that Robbie not it's not like the moment that wins the fight for Hawk, but in a crucial moment Robbie is distracted by watching Kenny cheer for him. Uh, yeah, and Kenny's cheering becomes distorted and demonic. like Yeah, Kenny's cheering sounds demonic like, and like so you you know exactly where Robbie's head's at. Like I have created the biggest monster of all time, and so that that does distract him. Like in a moment that you know it
0: kind of distracts all of us it to does. be honest. It Kenny with us. plays evil really well,
1: mm-hmm. and you know so we we see that. But like I I don't think that is the only reason why Eli wins. Eli just like. Eli wants it more, as I've said many times. Robbie might pretend that like he cares about this tournament, but like Miguel, I don't think this tournament is gonna fix what's what's broken inside him. Like, yeah, and it, you know, we talk the the OG
0: Karate Kid movie. Like, we like Daniel as a character, but it kind of makes no sense that he wins. Like. Mm-hmm. And we even noted, like, Rocky is the better movie because in the first movie he loses. Because he's come a long way. He has the heart.
1: But, but he's he don't not better got the, than Apollo. He don't, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And here we've seen four seasons of him practicing. He's got the training. He's got the karate skills. And he's finally, like, lost his, like, karate incel baggage. Yeah. And so he's in a place to win for the right reasons.
1: Yes. And I'd also say, like... So I, I said, like, yeah, Miguel and Robbie have an unfair advantage because they got, like, solo karate tutoring. You don't want to go into the woods. Like, no, it was probably, no, no like, Nobody wants that. That seems awkward as <laughs> hell. But, like, they got, like, so much one-on-one karate attention. Eli never got that. He was just in a class. Same as any other goober, but He's like, a self-made he, karate star. Yeah, he's just good. He's just good. And, you know, I, I felt like weirdly proud of him. I know, like, I've said that his redemption arc seemed kind of hasty, but, like, I think this is well done.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, Eli, in the last three episodes, just pulling back and, I don't know, it's such a testament to to the actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, well done. And, again, Miyagi-Do desperately needs him,
1: because that's the only reason. He was their only fighter. Well, I guess Sam, too, but, like, yeah, so Miyagi-Do wins this, um, The tournament logic is that, like, Cobra Kai won the skills tournament, so, like, you had to have, so, like, with the, yeah, the way it works now is, like, because of all the points and shit, and because Miguel didn't show up for that fight, um, Eagle Fang is out. They're not gonna win this thing. Miyagi-Do can only win this thing if both the male and female championships go to them, so Eli from Miyagi-Do has won this, so it comes down to, like, the girls match. Which I really liked. Um, I didn't expect, you know. I'm not usually like one for like, yeah, girls can do it or whatever. Like, I don't like it when it feels like a token thing. But like, I, I understood perfectly why this was the match that mattered the most. Yeah, and I love that it was actually like the girls' match. That's cool. It wasn't just like an afterthought match. It was like, yeah. Um, to talk about Tori Amanda. Uh, yeah, we gotta because it's it's before the the girls' match, which will decide this whole thing. Um, because, oh yeah, the way that this works with the points is Cobra Kai only needs to win one of these because they won the skills competitions, so it's all this. Um, and yeah, they have a nice little thing in the hallway where Amanda just is like, "Hey, you know, I saw, I know you're going to see your therapist, and good for you." And Tori is like very just uh, I don't know. So there's
0: none of that anger that I sense. She was like she just straight up. Thanks, Amanda. And, you know, um, Amanda says, like, just promise me you're going to play by the rules. And says so she's going to root for her daughter.
1: Like, we know she's going to root for Tori.
0: But, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And, yeah, she's just, she's rooting for an end of this bullshit. And it's, yeah, it's nice because it's not like, Amanda's not, like, overdoing it. She, uh, she's just like, you know, it's good that you're getting some help and don't cheat. And that's, that's you know, and Tori never shows any interest in cheating because of course she wants to be the best, you know? Yeah.
0: She has a lot of integrity. Um, so I know there's a kind of Daniel Johnny scene that comes right before. So, Mm -hmm. um, Daniel has, you know, he doesn't say a lot in the kind of first couple episodes, but I guess it's all been stewing because I love this. He just kind of comes clean and he says, I need your help. I fucked up. And I don't know. Do you feel like it's too easy? Like, a character like Daniel, I feel like, would try to hide the ball a little bit and, like... I,
1: I actually loved it, too. I mean, I I thought that, like, one thing we've always complained about with Dan- We complain about everything with Daniel. But one thing that I think is at the heart of our complaints is that he never seems to have an arc. Like, you know, he annoys us, but, like, you know, we wonder, like, just... I mean, in previous seasons, I wondered, like, does the show realize, like, how annoying he is? Because he doesn't change. And in fact, like, life always seems to prove him right, you know? Like, Chris was bad news, etc. But it's nice to, like, I feel like all through this season, the show has sort of realized that constantly seeing yourself as the underdog, the only sane man, the only guy who who knows the way is an obnoxious quality and not a good quality and like it's great that he has come and you even see like he doesn't say a lot during these like episodes but like you see it like really slowly happen like he's like he's disapproves of sam using offense but then like in in hawk's match he's like nah sometimes that's what you gotta do and now we've come to like this is not just his daughter's match this is the match that will determine like whether cobra kai rules the valley and his dojo shuts down and this is when he's like yeah, man. If like, if we want Sam to win, if we want like Miyagi Do to win, you gotta acknowledge that. Well, what he says to Johnny is like, some of what you teach can be good sometimes. And it feels like, yeah, it's a very simple much.
0: statement. But I think
1: remember a few episodes when
0: they squared off at Miyagi Do, and and Johnny like looks disgusted, and he's like, "Do you ever admit that you're wrong about anything?" And Johnny went, or Daniel went one step further and he admits he's wrong, kind of admits to why, that Mm -hmm. he's basically obsessed with Miyagi. Yeah. And Johnny's like, I knew that, but thanks for saying it. (laughs) Um, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Because he's, I don't know.
1: And he, and he's like, hey, I worried about the influence that you were having on Sam. And, you know, like his honesty prompts Johnny's honesty, which, and we've seen that Johnny's also being pretty honest with himself, like with the, like he blames himself for the Miguel thing and everything. It's like. You know, he's like, yeah, no, I worried that I was losing Miguel to you and that that bond between us was, was eroding because of you. But um, that it's nice. It's just really nice. And I don't think either of them overplay it. I think that it's... It, they declare Miyagi
0: Fang for today. For and today. I don't know why that
1: touched me so it much. Touched, it, yeah, it touched me. I didn't think it was too easy because it's like, I feel like they were both heading here and they also don't say that they'll be friends forever or anything like that. They're just like, this is what we're going to do. For today, and it's funny because it's like Johnny asks, like, you want me to help Miyagi win, Miyagi do win?" And it's like, buddy, like your your dojo not gonna win, and you still want Cobra Kai to lose, so I mean, yeah, yeah, but,
0: they're on this journey together, yeah, guys. They were and always together on this journey. And I remember like how much glee we experienced at them bonding in and season one, and like and... drinking beer together, and. Really, we want to get back there. So We've that's always why... wanted
1: this. It's always been a romantic comedy where you've always wanted to see them together. And that's the why the start of the season
0: was so hard for us because, like, they had bitter exes' energy and mm-hmm. nobody wanted that. We they seemed to... like
1: a divorced couple from the beginning. We need and... to light
0: some sage and just, like, incense the yeah. shit out of that bad bad and vibes. there's
1: one of the sweetest moments that I, I have seen and, like, a moment that made me like Daniel, made me put, put me on, on Team Daniel, that, like... When they well they're they're doing the intros for the girls match and it's Queen Cobra Tori versus the Bonsai Badass I roll here uh, Samantha Larusso but they're like she's coached by her father and also uh, Sensei Johnny Lawrence father two-time All Valley champion Daniel Larusso and also Sensei Johnny Lawrence and then Daniel runs up to the announcer and whispers something in his hear, ear and the announcer's like I'm sorry correction. Fellow two-time All Valley champion ah, Johnny Morris. It's so that's great. so sweet. That is so nice. And like uh, if
0: season five just isn't them hanging out and going on road trips, like you know what? We talk a lot about friendships on this show, and we're gonna get into Crease and Silver and how it broke my goddamn heart to see their <laughs> friendship fall apart this way. But I'm glad that you know Johnny and Daniel are making some real strides and repairing it.
1: Yeah, me
0: too. Oh man, and uh, the fight. What'd you think of the fight? Um, you know what? I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed um, Hawk and sorry, Eli and Robbie. Same. Because um, again, I think you know we've also talked a lot of shit about Sam's karate skills. Because again, she doesn't get a lot of screen time. To the extent that she does, it's a lot of like relationship drama, which mm-hmm. is not really interesting to us. And um, you know, she must have had some training because I think she. The energy is different, it's less petulant, it's more focused, and, you know, I I like seeing Sam on the offense. I like, the thing we've complained about most is that she seems so passive.
1: Right. Miyagi-Do is not the right style for her, at least not pure Miyagi-Do, you know? Like, you, it's nice to see her be aggressive and do flying tornado kicks. Also, I'll say, I said this, like, in, way back in, like, season two, but... You know how like, sometimes like two characters have good romantic chemistry? She and Tori have good fight chemistry.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I like that there's flashbacks um, with Sam looking at... Uh, when she's looking at Tori and she's thinking back to that high school fight and you're remembering the brass knuckles and the just God, yeah. insanity. And you're like, okay, uh, you know, I give Sam a really hard time. But you get to face off against someone who terrorized you. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, we're Team Tori over here. Tori's focus, impeccable. They actually feel evenly matched. They feel evenly matched. And, like, that's not the way I felt the previous season. And it has season. nothing to do with Miguel. Because Meg- Miguel is in freaking Mexico. Yeah.
1: Oh, that, that is another thing. Like, good job, show, for, like... You know, in the first season when you got Miguel and Robbie facing off. And they are basically mad at each other because of a girl. Like, basically just because like they both like Sam. Like... It's fine, but, like, I really worried that, like, oh, man, this is going to be, like, the big rivalry of the show. But, like, no, like, Miguel and Robbie don't give a shit, really. Well, I mean, especially Miguel. Especially Miguel, like, doesn't give a shit about, like, some rivalry with Robbie. It's really Tori and Sam who have this rivalry that is not really about boys. Yeah, I mean, they
0: kind of worked all of that whatever tension out at prom, really. Mm -hmm. Where it actually...
1: It's about who's better at this. Yeah, yeah.
0: and through that at prom episode, it was like we realized Robbie don't give a shit, Tori don't give a shit, and Sam and Miguel are like on their way yeah. to like different paths. I they're mean, they're on their way to
1: like partying as friends, you know. Yeah, it's their not...
0: goodbye scene in that hallway was very sweet, but I it would be like that's why I was like, are they writing Miguel off the show in some sense? I mean, if I didn't already know that he's probably gonna be in the next season. It would be really perfect for it to end that way, because it feels
1: like they've completed the whole arc. They've done the arc, yeah. This, yeah. this is this is a very arc-resolving episode, but it's very nice. But, like, um, while, like, Tori and Sam are fighting, again, good fight, you get to see, like, a bit of co-parenting of Sam from Johnny and Daniel, which is fun, but, like, you also see, um, like, Sam hits Tori and she steps out of bounds, um, which I... Look, I don't understand karate that well, but I think, like, that should mean that Sam scores a point because the hit, she got hit before she stepped out of bounds. But the ref is, like, uh, she stepped out of bounds. The hit knocked her out of bounds, and, like, that therefore doesn't count as a point. And, like, everybody's yelling at the ref. And then there's, like, uh, what's, uh, Sam, uh, or Tori accidentally elbows Sam in the eye, and the ref, like, gives her a warning for that. And we get, like, this nice thing where, like, uh, again, like, there's there's a lot of, like, good good material, like, to, to flash back to here. But, like, when there's a timeout and Tori's, like, talking to her sensei's, like, you know. Uh, Silver's like, dude, elbow her in the eye again. You're only going to get another warning and man she won't can't, be able to see.
0: Man can't see, man can't yes! find. Do I miss the 3Ds? Desperately. Oh, man. We don't get enough of that shit. He kind of figured out, you know what, Robbie's not... <laughs> Not listening to me. Let me try it out with Tori. And he says, you know, I've seen what's inside of you. Like, let it out. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? I don't even know why Tori bothers to turn to Silver. Like, Silver's just like... Silver's like bonded with no one. Silver is just out there cackling. Like... Silver has bonded to his pill bottle and, like, the little cardboard cutout of... Maybe he has a little frame photo of Mike Barnes.
1: Maybe. I, I mean,
0: don't honestly, know. mean, honestly, because it's
1: like he's Mike just...
0: Barnes was really his protege. Oh well, yeah. You know, and he was is, really
1: good. This is true. So maybe it's all about proteges here, and now Silver is a man without one. But Crease, you know, I've always liked the bond he has with Tori, and I, again, never think... I, I don't buy that he his weakness is Johnny, but, like... You know, I could buy that it's Tory, and like when, when he sees like Tory, who's like, I don't want to have to cheat. I don't need to cheat to win. And of course, he flashes back to that. I where, love a crease flashback. Yes, you know, we're like he he told Johnny to cheat. He cheapened Johnny's like victory. Well, it wasn't even a victory. Johnny lost, but you know what I mean. Like he understands that that was. Like the destruction of what was apparently an important relationship to Maybe him. Maybe
0: his only real relationship, because clearly he doesn't value silver. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm over it. But uh, uh, are anyway. you?
1: Are you now? We will. We will so dissect every moment of this, this silver <laughs> crease relationship in a second. We right? are ending on that note, right. FYI. But, but uh, it's a belated reckoning. You yeah, know? it's a belated reckoning. It and I like that. Um. Again, like, I like that all of these, like, revelations and arc ends and, like, and reckonings, like, they're not overplayed. Like, Kreese isn't, like, fight with honor. He's just kind of like, let her do what she wants. This is your fight. You end it the way you want to end it. Which is almost like, you know,
0: like... Do you feel like Tori is holding back in any way after her talk with Amanda? And, like, you know, is she kind of pulling back a little bit?
1: I don't think so. Although, like, there's a moment, like, when, you know, Tori wins this fight and she she's knocked like Samantha down, and she asks, "Hey, are you all right?" Which I thought was kind of a strange thing. Like, I mean, you, you
0: know, it's kind of like at the end of Karate Kid, where like Johnny has that very brief moment where he kind of like pats Daniel. You, well, on the back. yeah, you're all right, Larusso. Yeah, yeah, and it's like
1: you know what? That's Tori's version of doing that. I guess so. I mean, I thought that might have been like because she had that talk with Amanda about not like seriously hurting Sam. She's just like, you know, she's just checking on her. But I don't necessarily think she was holding back during the fight. I think that this, she didn't want to cheat, but this fight, like winning this fight was very important to her.
0: Yeah, and I think also once Tori saw that um, Sam was using offense, offensive moves, she was like, oh, this is not going to be quite the beat down that it could have been, you know, if, if Sam was just back to her season one skills. So yeah, I felt like Sam fought really well, but it makes sense that she
1: lost this and I Well, I mean, especially with the next scene, like yeah, exactly. Um, Um. Yeah, so Cobra Kai wins the day. uh, Terry Silver. Ah, man. Chris gets a trophy. Chris gets a trophy. Fine. (laughs) But mostly it's Silver grabbing the mic and talking about the franchising that Cobra Kai will be doing, which is... The way
0: of the fifth. Man. And it's so weird to dream of franchising, because I want to think
1: that Silver's dreams are bigger than that. But you know what? I mean, he's already the CEO of Dinatox. Like, opening karate franchises seems like a step down, right? (laughs) Like, a little bit? We'll be in every strip mall in the valley.
0: I, I mean, again, we we got precious little silver in this um, season overall. Like, so maybe. Oh, if we, we
1: if you had it your way, it would just feel like nothing but silver, like drinking champagne and waltzing around. That's yourself. what
0: everyone is here for.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: here to watch Kyler break
1: cement with his head.
0: Okay? I would say a, like 50 percent of the people that follow our Twitter account have like Terry Silver in their handle, and it's because. We know what the real heart of this show is. Silver thirst. Yes. And it is thread through with drugs. And we're here (laughs) for it. But yeah, I I really like Tori. I'm glad that she had this win. Um, But... Yes, obviously. So Kyler's
1: having his little celebration party. Also very very important to point out that the Cobra Kai's have like victory sweatshirts. They weren't wearing them before, but they're wearing them now. They're victory sweats. They have
0: so much better merch. I feel so bad for Eagle Fang because... You know, all of the geese for the different teams are different, but um, I'm actually surprised that Johnny could afford geese uh, on what he's making, sort of, like, plus red. Like,
1: his finances must be in complete disarray. Well, to be fair, I think that their dojo is, like, an abandoned warehouse, so maybe he doesn't pay rent on that. He's got five students. Yeah, but no rent.
0: Okay. Um. Well, we're gonna (laughs) gonna crunch the numbers
1: here. Um, Um, But, you know... Tyler's throwing a, a victory party. Tori is going to come. She just forgot her bag in the locker room. She goes back in and she sees Silver paying off the ref. Yes, it's true. Like those little out-of-bounds calls and that warning for the elbow Corruption. instead of a penalty. In the All-Valley tournament. I mean, that referee probably makes like $12 an hour. I get it. I get it. Okay, he probably... so Lutha can be bought off. How much money do you think he got for rigging the tournament? I think he got 500 shares of Dinatop. No, I don't know what he got. Um, But, you know, I feel like... Are you defending Terry Silver? I am not defending Terry Silver, but let me say everybody and their mother is talking about winning and do whatever you t- it takes to win. Um, only Terry takes that seriously, right? Like, <laughs> he is just like, why are all you bitches, like, moaning about, like, using different styles or combining styles? Just pay off the referee, idiots. Look,
0: Terry Silver found out very early on that money is the way you, l- like, succeed in America. And so, remember, like, back to the... or, like, the Vietnam flashbacks where he was like you know, my dad doesn't want me to talk about the war anymore. He just wants me to take over as Dynatox heir. And it's like, you could have gotten out of the game early on, but you knew you had that sweet Dinatox money. Mm-hmm. And it, it opens a lot of roads to you. It's true. Including your franchising dreams. <laughs> including franchise that, that would not be possible. So, um, <laughs> that tournament. Yeah. So yeah. poor Tori. I mean, like. Just, that's kind of her last scene in this Um, episode.
1: This was so well set up. Like, seriously, just, like, in the prom episode where she talks about, like, why she wants to win. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like more than any other character... Like, you know, we talked about how, like, the tournament doesn't mean anything to Miguel. Not really. Um, And I think it means more to, like, say, Hawk or whatever. But, like, it means the most to Tori. Like, it means... I I don't think it means as much to Sam as it means to Tori. This idea... Like, to her, she's like... She doesn't see her life going anywhere. She sees this as, like, the one moment that she can look back on as, like, I did this thing. Yeah, and it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, and, like, I love that they set it up that, like, yes, Tori would actually care that she didn't win legitimately. Like, it... And you don't... And I liked it the fight because it's, like, if the referee wasn't paid off, I'm not sure, like, if Sam would have won naturally. It's not like you see Sam being a lot better than her, but it's clear that, like, yeah. But people win...
0: The all valley on technicalities, as we oh. obviously saw, like you know, it was an illegal kick,
1: <laughs> so right. I'm just saying, yeah, I guess I'm saying it could have gone either way, honestly. Like, if but the fact that Tori knows that like it went her way because of this thing, like you can tell, like, it's going to be like a thing that weighs on her,
0: yeah. Um, okay, and now, like, let's get to the
1: Janelle Malt,
0: yeah. So, Johnny Robbie, yeah, Johnny okay. Robbie. Um, I'm gonna say this is my favorite scene in the entire two episodes. I'll say it now. Um I can't believe it's a Robbie scene, to I be know. honest. I don't know what's happened to me, but I mean I watched the first time and I was kind of blown away by everyone's acting in the scene, yes. and then the second time around, I was just as touched. I don't think it could have gone any better, because I was like, how you know, I've maintained Johnny doesn't love Robbie. This is the first time where I'm like, okay. There's some emotion there. I get it. There's a lot of regret.
1: Ugh, it just hit all of the emotional beats here. It is a perfect scene and it took them a long time to get like a good Johnny Robbie scene, but you know, they earned it. They earned it like it could not have been something that happened like in the first or second season. It had to be it had to be exactly this way, like where like uh, you know, Johnny goes to the old Cobra Kai space, which is you know, in his old beloved strip mall, it's for lease because uh, you know, they're all moving to a new location or multiple locations, as Robbie says. Robbie shows up. I mean, when the bell rings, like I thought it would be crease, honestly, that was following him. I love that it was not 'cause Wait, Robbie followed him in what car? Like the car that Silver gave him? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, never mind. Who knows? But Robbie um... followed him on foot, um or yeah. she <laughs> um but yeah, he he comes in and like you know, Johnny's, like, saying, like, hey, you fought well, um, et cetera. And, like, again, this is this is what we already knew, that Robbie doesn't really care about losing the match. Um, and he's just, like, I realize I screwed everything up. And he's, like, he realizes that, like, he took on Kenny and he wanted to mentor him and be the mentor that he always wished he had. And, like... Oh, that line is so uh, good, because you can so tell good. Johnny just, like... uh.
0: They're bonding. Haven't we all been there? Yeah. They're bonding in a way that, like,
1: uh, they never have. Right. It's it's perfect, because it's, like, it's less about, like, Johnny as a dad to Robbie and more about, like, Robbie has been through something where, like, he, you know, he looked at Kenny and he was, like, it's like looking at a mirror seeing all the hate inside him, and he's, like, I had all this hate inside me for you and Miguel, and I thought Cobra Kai could help me, like, channel it or control it, Um, but... It didn't, and now everything is so much worse. And it's, and you know what? And I love that Johnny, like what he says is like, you know, he's like, you had a good thing going with so I shouldn't have like gotten in the way of that. Blame me, don't blame yourself. And Robbie's line, I'm tired of blaming it's you. It's so
0: perfect. It's guys. so perfect
1: because it's not like an I forgive you or you didn't do anything wrong, Dad. It's just that like Robbie's like this isn't good for me. And yeah,
0: because you know what makes uh, these relationships so painful is how imbalanced they are. And, like, thinking back to... I think it was last season when, like, Robbie... Maybe the the lowest Robbie's ever been was when he's wearing that hairnet in the suit kitchen and uh, Johnny seeks him out to, like, talk to him. And it's clearly about what Johnny trying to, like... Johnny's trying to, like, allay his guilt. And here, like, they're meeting and they've both kind of let some of that bullshit
1: go. Yeah. It doesn't feel like... Yeah, it feels like this thing where, like... I don't know. They're, like, finally, like, on the same, like, level or something, and, like, Robbie is coming to him just, like, because he's, like, I, I mean, honestly, I think he's, like, he thinks he screwed everything up, and, like, who would know better about screwing everything up, especially with, like, a a pupil or a mentee than Johnny, and, like, ah, they hug. They They hug hug, and then,
0: and then Johnny says, we'll figure it out, which... Honestly, the show could have ended there. And I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Because it's like, it really, the the show really started out with Johnny's arc and feeling like a failure as a father Mm -hmm. um, and needing direction in his life. And he goes back to his old dojo, which he had walked away from. And he's like, yeah, those were some interesting times, I guess. And, you know, really, like, one of my karate sons ran away to Mexico and... I can now make peace with my other karate son or regular son, whatever.
1: I mean, in a way, like, Robbie and Miguel's, like, they're doing the exact same thing, right? They're, like, they're finally, like, ready to resolve their daddy issues. Yeah. Just powerful stuff. Yes. I'm almost, like, there's... A cup, like, there's a few more scenes in this episode. You're right, though. If it had ended right there, I, like, if the show had ended completely, like, I would have been, like, perfect. Yeah, I mean, perfect. the
0: last, the last kind of frame of the show has to be in a darkened dojo. That's, you I mean, that's where the right. magic happens. But we do cut from here
1: to, uh...
0: Casa I keep Terry. I know. You know, I get I kept getting faked out where I was like, okay, that Robbie Johnny thing, that's the last scene, and it's not. And then it's you, like then watching
1: you, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's um, like,
0: oh god, there's I mean, we we crave more. This this episode actually was like 45 minutes. Yeah. So. And
1: you know, I don't mind if okay, the only ending of like the seven endings that I minded is the very last one. These are all like fine scenes. Yeah, you're but, right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. Um But uh, Terry and Crease.
0: um, Wait, okay, I gotta ask you this. Do we want to end on Crease and Silver and maybe just get the fake, the, like... we, yeah, we let's talked get little, the,
1: fine, let's get, like, um, Miguel... Well, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about, Miguel's, bit about Miguel's scene, By is... the way,
0: Carmen says to Johnny that, you know, um, her ex, Miguel's father, does not know about him. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a surprise to you? A little bit.
1: And then, then it kind of wasn't. Means it's not Mike
0: Barnes, or it is Mike.
1: Oh Barnes. my God! Stop trying to make this happen. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, so- I promised. I think one listener may have asked about kind of who who we think Tori's father is, and I gotta say, I think we have enough missing dads to have a full on
1: paternity show. I mailbag. think that all of their missing dads are Mike Barnes. What? Yeah. That makes as much sense as your theory. Um anyway. Um wait for the mailbag, guys. But um We'll duke that out later. But yeah, like so uh, Miguel has left a note for his mom, and like that's when like she reveals this thing about his dad that he doesn't know Miguel exists. Do you want to talk a little bit about
0: kind of Carmen and Johnny briefly? Just because yeah, yeah. I feel like if this season is like really about people letting go, and we saw kind of Miguel letting go of kind of his earthly bonds mm-hmm. and like you know, finding his soul in Mexico. I just felt like, uh, you know, maybe Johnny's romantic life. We say this about a lot of romances on the show. It's just like, it's never been the focus. And they had, they didn't even have the energy of like, we're partners, we're dating for a year or whatever, or we're in love. They just felt like they're co-parenting Miguel. They've always kind of felt
1: like they're co-parenting Miguel. Yeah, but I mean, I really felt it in this finale. Yeah, it's like a little strange. Like, I I mean whatever works for them, but yeah, feel it doesn't romantic. seem that romantic. Um, she seems to trust Johnny a lot, which is nice. But like, I also was just like, again, I've never quite understood them as a as a couple that is in love or anything. And that I mean, their their relationship feels imbalanced,
0: where I feel like, um, you know, Carmen has stronger feelings for Johnny than than he does for her. Where it's like he's sort of confusing his relationships, where he wants to be connected to Miguel, and that's his priority. And you know. She, yeah. Carmen's kind of just there, whereas you could see in, like, a couple episodes ago, and um, Robbie's mom came to Johnny and was, like, talking about how Silver was trying to intrude on that. Carmen got immediately territorial, and she was like, I'm his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. relax, girl. Like, <laughs>
1: right, he's not going anywhere. He lives across the hall, don't worry. Um,
0: and maybe that's the only reason they're dating. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, that and Miguel, yes, I think sure. that that is exactly it, but she does, like, she does seem to, like again, put a lot of faith in him and trust in him, because like, you know, uh, she's worried obviously that Miguel has run away to, New Mex- uh, to Mexico City and has called the police and everything, and Johnny is like, now we, we've set up something for, for the next season where Johnny is going to go down to Mexico City and look for him and make sure that he's safe. Um, and I was just thinking, like, and Carmen's like, yes, yes, please. And I was just like, Carmen, you should go with him because he doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, he's going to try to argue, he's, he's, she's going to try to order a hard shell taco somewhere and get his ass beat. Me. It's
0: going to get some rich comedic territory, but I mean, do you want to see Carmen along for the ride? Carmen's got to work, you know?
1: Maybe his, maybe Miguel's grandmother could go with him. Actually, that be fun. She's very fun. Yeah. She's always high. It's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's like the, that's like, uh, the end of Miguel's on, uh, I guess, Johnny's arc in this episode. And then, uh, second to last scene. Yeah, second to last scene. The last scene, which we're getting to before we dive into uh, the the silver silver debacle, is like, oh, man. Okay, Daniel is Uh. standing
0: in front of Miyagi's grave, a place he's been to countless times, and he's basically asking for penance, like, I did everything that you told me to do, yada yada. Daniel is just... I did everything I thought was right. He's ready to renege on his agreement with Cobra Kai, like, immediately. Yeah, which I
1: I mentioned, this always bugged me, where, like, you know, at the end of last season, like, these people are, like, they make this agreement that it's, like, you know, we'll all sell this at the tournament. And whoever, like, wins the tournament, like, the losers have to shut down their dojos. And they all act the entire season, like, this is, like, a binding agreement. And yes, fine, I'm lawyering it. But I'm like, it's not, though. Like, what, what makes, there's... There's nothing that makes this a binding agreement. They and should have gotten the freaking karate committee involved. Yes. They're going to
0: litigate this? Exactly. Drop the
1: papers. Right? Because it's like they since they're just apparently going on everybody's word and their honor or whatever. Like Miyagi-do, Daniel, apparently the dojo of honor, like Daniel is just like there's too much at stake to honor an agreement with men who have none. I'm like well, okay, that renders your entire like competition meaningless, doesn't it? Doesn't it?
0: Um, and then we're like, why is he delivering this monologue to Miyagi's headstone? But I mean, that's the kind of thing he does. But sure. then shockingly cut away, zoom out, and Chosen has once again ziplined in,
1: <laughs> taking a break from his own dojo yep. duty. Dude, it, like, I think that Chosen has a job in Japan of some kind. Did we
0: ever think he'd come back? But then maybe that's the
1: the magic of Chosen. Right. I mean, he was chosen in season five. That's... Oh, God. I know. I hate myself, too. Uh... But there's a couple of things that I need to note here is that, like, Daniel is is facing Miyagi's headstone. Chosen is, meanwhile, like, coming in from the side. And this is done so that you can pan out and, like, be like, oh, my God, he's not talking to dead Miyagi. He's talking to Chosen. But... Who has a conversation where they're just like looking straight ahead of them, while the other person is like standing? That's a of them. power move, Letha. That's like, super weird. Not making eye contact with someone and just delivering a monologue, like, directly facing away from them while they're standing Josen's next like, to I you. can't believe I flew here for this bullshit. Right, and yet chosen, jo- and yeah, you know, basically Daniel's like, "Will you help me?" And chosen says yes. And uh, when did he call him like that night? Right, and like was. How did he get there that Is fast? Is a millionaire? Like... I mean, I kind of got the sense he was pretty well off, yeah. Like, didn't he live in, like, some cool estate in Japan, but... Oh, um, man. And, yeah, he doesn't, like... And also, just, like... Just think about this for a second. I understand. Look, I'm willing... To play by the logic of the show. And yes, this whole dojo thing is like life and death for like the people uh, of this valley, the people on our show. Chosen, like I assume, has a family, a job, a career, like a goldfish or something in Japan that he should probably be tending to. But he's here to like get involved well, in this Jojo franchise war. Hasn't
0: Chosen already handed over... He gave Daniel the kings to Miyagi's kingdom. He like handed over some scrolls. Mm-hmm. You know, he like gave him this beautiful tour of his dojo. He, t- like, let Daniel tweak his nose and didn't murder him. I mean, I mean, hasn't he done everything already? Didn't he tweak Daniel's nose?
1: Did he do that again?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was like Yeah, a- so,
1: I mean, Chosen
0: got what he came
1: to. Yeah, for. Chosen's done, man. Stop, like, resurrecting the ghost of Chosen. Or, you know.
0: I feel like season five is going to end with a Kumiko Chosen wedding
1: because this show is dark. Oh, man, I hope not. Kumiko plays the female. Where is okay. Kumiko? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind Kumiko coming back. but that, Not that that would make more sense. I just like Kumiko. And yeah, anyway. I like Kumiko, too. <laughs> So random.
0: Yeah, so very so random. random. And,
1: and out of all the good scenes that you could have ended the season on, it is hilarious to me that they chose this one. <laughs> this is very Lord of the Rings Return of the King, where, like, Whatever scene they landed upon as their last scene. You made the wrong choice. I imagine
0: there's just some sort of like wheel of fortune wheel, and they're just like, okay, this one, we're ending here. And they could have really like, this was not the place. I don't know. Maybe end they felt like hug, they had to man or, end
1: on the Robbie. Yeah, oh, I guess hug. they couldn't end on the Robbie Johnny hug because they really had to put the Miguel leaves a note that he's going to Mexico scene after that because like then Johnny's headed to Mexico. Right. Know? Yeah. <sighs> but.
0: I love how he mends fences with Robbie, and he's like, "Anyway, my real son, my needs, son me. needs me."
1: <laughs> um, God. Um, wait, wait, wait! I, I my wish list: road trip to Mexico, Johnny, Miguel's grandmother, and Robbie. And yes, and chosen in the back, <laughs> and chosen in the back. Make it happen, show, please. Um, um, get him a body bag. Um,
0: yeah, we don't get enough road trips on this show. So, are we ready? Ugh, yeah. Okay. Don't let's do it. sigh like it wasn't just the greatest scene. It was a lot. Because <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, the characterization of Terry Silver, he's gotten very few like he's just in the dojo co-mentoring, he gets a few snarky lines at the tournament, but we really never we didn't get any substantive Terry Silver stuff. And I mean, like
1: him and Creese We're gonna have to talk about the scene and then we're gonna have to have to we're gonna have to plot every moment of Terry Silver's, like, journey this season and what drugs he was on at each Oh, minute. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm going to make a graph later, okay? But <laughs> Yeah,
0: you start contributing some memes. They're stuck with my shitty Photoshop. It's true. Our entire
1: Twitter presence is Nina, because I, I don't know how to use Twitter. Um, but, yeah.
0: Okay, so... Uh, silver and crease are they're at his manse. it's so romantic there's like so romantic it's like candlelit and it's like it's like
1: silver's going to propose it's their energy not just in this scene but generally has been like so homoerotic that it almost it seems kind of can i say this like the fact that they haven't made out seems almost homophobic right <laughs> like come on like you reawaken something in me <laughs> John, something that I thought had died. Does anyone else call him John? I
0: don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Silver is just like, so he he's like, yeah, you know, Cobra Kyle over the valley, yada yada. And then he's just like looks at John, John, um, for a second, and he's like, you know, you went a little easy on Tori. And Crease just thinks they're bantering because you know that's their old banter, and he's just like, yeah, I had a moment of sympathy. Uh and then Silver just. It's like he's done playing games. He's like, you know what? Johnny Lawrence is your weakness. And he's like, remember, you asked me about my weakness. Johnny Lawrence was your weakness. And then he's like, you are mine. Oh, man, so romantic. I know.
1: And it's very, and it's very like, you know, you told me that this was all about working
0: together. And now we finally get a glimpse because we were arguing about like, what is Silver's motivation? And I really think it comes down to this core betrayal where he really felt like he he was honoring their friendship by coming back. It was really about Kreese. Kreese wanted to like bring back the old days when they were a team. And really, anytime he's tried to be a teammate at the at the dojo, Kreese kind of puts him back in line. And he's like, you're just an, a stupid army grunt. And I saved your life in Vietnam. And I love that Silvers is just like, I'm tired of talking mm-hmm. about Vietnam. Yeah. Doesn't Stop mean playing Vietnam card. Yeah. And he he's seen over the season that you know he cares about Johnny, he
1: cares about Tori, but does he care about Silver really? I mean, that's a good question because it's like as Tor- as Cherry brings up, like, how many times does he have to repay that debt? Like, didn't he like fund like the Cobra Kai dojo franchise multiple times? Didn't he like take a leave of absence from his job at Dinatox to like you know do what? a weird revenge scheme? If I Daniel? may be Team Crease here
0: for a second, Devil's mm-hmm. Advocate. Oh, okay. I mean, Crease is about honor. And he's like, you know what? You can't just throw your money
1: at me. This is pay. about honor.
0: Well, he is not Sweep the leg, Johnny.
1: Sweep the leg. That
0: was years ago, Lotha. <laughs> when will you let it go? I stole, like, the QuickBooks
1: to your JoJo, Johnny.
0: <laughs> Again, bygones. That was, like, last year. Crease <laughs> has shown some. It's Tender Crease now. Tender Crease has been all over this finale, uh, talking about Johnny, talking to Tori. And, you know, here he's just like, look, so money changed hands. So you carry the dojo and got some fancy merch. I'm not some whore that can be bought. You know, Vietnam saving you from that cage and
1: torture.
0: I mean, that's (laughs) that. That pit of
1: of what we're honestly rattlesnakes. We're going to put a dollar Um,
0: amount on being saved from a pit of snakes. I mean,
1: like took a leave of absence from his CEO ship of Dynatox for this man.
0: Wow, someone's Team Silver. I mean, okay. I never thought we would be playing these roles, but like... No, but I I love... <laughs> it's hard. It's hard seeing these two kind of on the fritz, because you can see the betrayal in Crease's in eyes, because I don't think he... How does he sort of
1: do the Stingray reveal? Um, he's like, you gotta stop bringing up the nom card, you know, etc. And then like... I don't know exactly like what he says, but but, like yeah, the cops bust in, and like we see like a, a flash to Stingray, and like the detective is talking to Stingray, "Who did this to you? Who did this to you?" And like Stingray is like sensei. John Kreese. And then you get another flashback where it's like, when Terry Silver is beating the ever-loving crap out of Stingray, you know, he's saying, like, you want to be Cobra Kai? You want to be Cobra Kai? Then you gotta do something for me. Um, So obviously, Stingray, in order to be, I don't know, reinstated into this dojo populated by teenagers, has agreed to name... John Kreese is his attacker. The police bust in to Terry Silver's manse. Silver goes, John, what did you do? And it's amazing. Yeah, yeah classic, if I were, like, the police, simple. I would have, like, detect. I would have just been like, you gotta arrest that guy. I think we have probable <laughs> cause. Just look at him. Um, and, uh, and, in, and he's like, I'm sure I can dig up an old friend or two to help with Cobra Kai while oh, you're aging dealing with, with your legal, <laughs> legal troubles. Yeah, and
0: Kreese goes, I am Cobra Kai. and I feel like that's a true statement. Like, when you think of Cobra Kai, who else comes to mind? Because it's clear that Johnny is sort of broken away. Like, yeah. it was just, he's he's stepped out from the shadow. But really, it's true. It's true. This is Cobra Kai.
1: Yeah, and Silver is, like, you know, honestly, just a, a dude fort, on cocaine. He's um, on
0: a fourth dojo. But he's got all these franchises. I mean, he does
1: all have all the franchises. I mean, and the
0: actual karate skills.
1: And, yeah, no, he's good at karate. And, like, I will admit... Terry Silver is so maddeningly inconsistent and nonsensical as a character, but there is a scene when, you know, while his his friend and Vietnam savior, John Kreese, is being hauled away by the police, Silver is ballroom dancing alone by his pool <laughs> with a glass of champagne.
0: It's so great. And the concerto music, which is his signature yeah. music, swells once again, and he's just doing his little... He's just quick on his feet and he's sipping his bubbly and that's the kind of silver... That's the melding of, like, bougie silver living his Cali man's life and 70s gritty silver. Like, he's finally found a way to unite
1: them into one person <laughs> and, yeah, there were some drugs involved. Oh, my God. But I... I okay, here's a question for you. <sighs> okay. So, when... Did Silver decide to do this?
0: So I, I think what this show is saying <laughs> <laughs> is that Silver is not some like cold-hearted operator, okay? Silver... Came out of retirement against maybe his best judgment. He did feel dead inside with those tofu skewers, you know. What's wrong with tofu? You know, Why he was, was hating on that. But he on. was going down to the wine cellar. He was funding this mindfulness app with Cheyenne, and none of it felt real to him. The last time he felt alive was when he was with his buddy Crease. He was tormenting a teenage Daniel. And he's, I mean, he wasn't getting a tattoo for Cheyenne. He got a tattoo for Crease, and so that that relationship was formative. And yeah, he might have gotten the tattoo removed, but you can't remove the tattoo on your heart. And anyway, love this face, guys. She's in it for the. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> so anyway, and Terry Silver left his beautiful mansion and his wine cellar, and he's like, "We could,
1: we could really make a go of this crease." Like I think he still lives at the mansion, but yeah, sure, I see what you're saying symbolically.
0: Yeah. You know, I might have
1: blocked you or whatever,
0: but that's just because I couldn't bear the emotions that were stirring inside of me. And when we do this JoJo thing together, we'll be partners, like true equals. And then he quickly finds out that Crease isn't interested in being equals. And Silver just felt like a second banana left in the bottom of the snake pit. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to prove my loyalty. And he did all this shit to prove his loyalty. He beat up poor Stingray.
1: Oh, wait, no. no, What?
0: Well, no, no. (laughs) no. He beat up Johnny. He terrorized Daniel. He beat up Johnny. And he did all this stuff in the last few episodes to sort of win Kreese's respect and win Kreese's loyalty. And then he realizes, you know what? This was never about our friendship at all. It wasn't even about karate. He saw that very clearly at the tournament. When he's like, you're just bullshitting around with these teens. And... The one thing that Harry Silver does not have any patience for is teens. Okay? I mean, maybe once upon a time, he climbed down someone's (laughs) chimney. Oh, my God. But here, if you saw his face in those reaction shots at the tournament, he is annoyed. He is annoyed he has to be here. He just wants to do his, like... (laughs) Do the bare minimum. Yeah, go win this What does he want to do? He exactly? wants to win this stupid tournament so he can open up his franchises and have a true partner. Maybe it is Mike Barnes because Mike Barnes showed heart and commitment.
1: And thank, he's realizing. Thank you, Nina, for, for this this detailed narrative of Terry Silver's inner life, listeners. <laughs> back me up on this. I mean, can I offer uh, my counterpoint? Oh, please. Okay. Wait. So, Terry Silver. I don't. No, i totally get like at the beginning of of this season he has just yes he has been on his meds off the drugs he's been like he's been kind of neutered in some way or at least he feels that way and crease yes he i'm with you to a certain point he felt alive when he was with crease possibly because of the drugs possibly because of the simmering romantic tension that was never allowed to speak its name for some reason but like you know i get it i get it he, I understand why he puts the, t- the ponytail up again, and why he decides to go back and join Crease for this adventure of teaching a bunch of teenagers in a dojo. <laughs> um, okay, uh, it's weird because like early on, he's he's actually quite he's the sensible sensei, um, sensible say if you will, Ooh. yeah, like where he's just like you know don't play weird, like, pranks on Miyagi-Do that are gonna get you arrested, just focus on winning the damn tournament. And, like, Kreese is like, what? Don't tell them to focus on winning the tournament? I'm sensei around here, which is weird and makes no sense. But Kreese, again, is also a maddeningly inconsistent character, so okay. Um, and then, like, it seems like you know, when they have that lesson where, like, there's almost a throwaway thing where Terry's like, everybody has a weakness. Even Sensei Kreese has a weakness. Everybody does. Like, Kree seems to take that incredibly personally and, like, drags out the whole I saved you from that snake pit in Vietnam, you piss ant," etc. And, okay. And, like, it seems like suddenly Terry Silver, who was, like, a functioning adult at the beginning of the season is, like, very cowed, and, like, suddenly back to being, like, a soldier uh, who has to fall in line with Crease. But it also seems like he might be faking that because his plot to take down Crease really materializes quite, quite quickly. Like, well, you might be right that the turning point for him is that he lures Johnny Lawrence to, like, a dojo to beat him up, which is weird. And apparently, because he's like, that's really going to get in Miguel's head and keep him from winning the tournament, which, okay, sure, um... Yeah, so he does that, and Crease tells him, stop. You know, after Johnny's already pretty beat up, it's like, wait, that's enough. And that seems to be, like, the next time we see Crease, he's beating up on Stingray, which we know now is basically, like, his way of framing John Crease for murder and getting him out of the way, or not for murder, for aggravated assault. So you have this... I'm wondering, like, did he make the decision to do this, like, when, like, you know, he's trying to, like, be the sensible, say, and Kreese is just, like, I don't know, like, lashing out at him and trying to put him in his place, and he doesn't like that? Or did he make the decision, or was he actually put in his place, and he was beating up Johnny as a way to win Kreese's approval, and then he, like, when Kreese does not approve of it, he gets all hurt, because he's like, Johnny matters to you more than I do. Look, Letha, I'm
0: going to explain something to you. Okay, yes. a breakup doesn't happen overnight. Oh my God. It happens in a series of multiple moments. And so who knows what, how many nights Terry Silver just was staring into the abyss with his wine glass and just thinking about the times when Crease put him first. And I'm going to like
1: actually reiterate, like, it would make more sense if they were romantically involved. Like this way, it's just like, <laughs> this is insane, man. Season five. Yeah. I mean,
0: we don't know, but it is a painful breakup, and yeah, he's dancing alone. But you don't know what's going on inside. You know what? He's medicating the pain, and Crease now is looking at a long jail term. Well, he he'll have to confront his old feelings for Silver.
1: I mean, I'd also say that you know, with this goes in in tune with like Silver probably being on a lot of drugs during all this. It's like while it might seem like this grand plot to like implicate Crease. Like, I'm also just like, I don't know, man. Like, this isn't the perfect crime, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what can it be? Right, like, you're, I, I think you brought up, at, at, like, when we were watching this, it's like, what if he had just accidentally killed Stingray? What was his plan then? Well, one of
0: my notes was kind of like, what is Stingray's end game? And, like, does he hope to come back? Like... How did Silver explain this to him? Like, okay, go frame John Kreese. And Stingray has already been burnt by Kreese. So I guess that sort of makes sense. But, you know, all of his old, like, fellow karate colleagues have already moved on. Miguel is in parts unknown. Like, Hawk has, like, won the tournament. Uh, he... I don't think Tori ever hung out with Stingray. Like, Bert barely seems to remember who he is. Bert's like an eagle fan. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: it's just, like... Well, Does he, he's is like, he
0: planning to go back to the dojo to,
1: to silver? Cause... Nina, Nina, look at us. Look at our lives. Like, are we, we're like way too old to join a dojo, but don't we want to? Isn't that why we do this?
0: Hey man, I I could still join. It could happen for me. We could be in the All Valley Tournament. We could go back to 1984. Instead, we're
1: just going to be in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Stingray—it's oh, just too real. It's like looking in a mirror, just like Rick. Yeah, it's just
0: like—is this—is this it for Stingray? Maybe I'm, he dies in the hospital. Things take a dark turn. Uh, I, he seems
1: all right now. Like I guess
0: he has to live to exonerate Crease and I just him and Crease don't have enough scenes. Honestly, like maybe he goes to visit Crease in
1: prison. <laughs> I mean, I see. Maybe the whole thing is that Terry Silver will make Stingray co-sensei with him. Oh my God,
0: I, it could happen. We need to do a whole other episode of season five theories. We have so many, and they're each like more crackpot than the last. So, <laughs> um, okay, how about any kind of throwaway observations? I'm Trying to think,
1: we covered a lot. We covered think... a lot of ground, um, and oh, we're almost God. at two hours. We're, we,
0: Holy we have God. taken
1: a lot of time. So maybe it is time to give our rating for this episode.
0: Okay. And we're rating kind of everything together, right? Oh, like the two parts the together? The two parts yes, together. Yes, I feel like okay. they
1: are two halves of one. Okay. Um, kind of like you and me, co-host.
0: Colleague. Colleague. Work friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you first.
1: Okay. I give it five out of five members of the Karate All-Valley Board.
0: Nice. Um, I love this episode. I'm I'm giving it a five as well. Five solo dances. <laughs> <laughs> it's my karate bro gets dragged away in handcuffs. It's oh, nice my... to know how our friendship's going to end. What a delight. What a journey. Um, thanks, listeners, for being on here with us. I don't know. I, I think... It was good to do this kind of finale together because we couldn't really like it was it was very like natural it should right. have been a, it could have been a movie like it was so everyone got their kind of moment in the sun and it really they didn't just drag on certain arcs obviously will be explored in season five, like crease and silver um but I feel like they can't really do much more with like Johnny and Robbie ended perfectly
1: um and I wouldn't yeah. yeah i almost you're right like I almost. I think that ended so perfectly, but obviously they're going to have, like, more stuff in, like, season five.
0: Yeah, it's tough because it's, like, these are, this is a central relationship, and if they had the scene mapped out, they could have kicked the can down the road, but it would have been, it
1: would have been hard to watch another season of him and Johnny, like, sniping at each other. Right, exactly, and it was just really satisfying to watch them come together, and I know that... It's not, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, because it's like, you're going to have to watch probably them come apart again, etc., but I, I don't know. I I just like the place that they're at, and I really hope that that road trip that I'm dreaming of becomes reality, with Chosen in the backseat. Yes. Yeah. God, yes. Chosen. I can't believe we ended
0: on Chosen. But God, it's like Karate, Karate Kid Part 2 just won't, like, the dead hand of Karate Kid Part 2. It just keeps showing up. So, Will never
1: escape it. What special guest music star do you want to show up to sing uh, "Glory of Love" in the next <laughs> season?
0: I mean, if you're gonna bring back a star, bring back an '80s star. Remember they brought back like D. Snyder, and it was like, okay, it fits in with like the general ethos.
1: But Carrie fucking Underwood—that was very random. God damn.
0: You know what? If they're going to do the whole American Idol thing, it's going to be Clay Aiken doing Glory of Love. I feel
1: like you could actually pull it off. Yeah, probably. Um,
0: Like, it would have been less bizarre.
1: Yeah. Somehow it would have been less bizarre. Um...
0: Sanjaya. Like, all of the (laughs) cast-offs. Guys. That's a deep cut. (laughs) We have some, like, non-U.S. listeners who, I wonder if they watch American Idol. It's not a good show, guys. And it's probably in its, like, 80th season by now. Is it still on Um, that's how that's that's why it felt so random. It's like she's a relic. I know she's a well, to artist. Be fair, she's and, yeah. not really
1: considered an American Idol star anymore. She's considered just like a country star, which is fine, but also weird. For again, if if you love the Carrie Underwood appearance, please write into us. I'm actually
0: really yeah. Give us the what for, honestly. Yeah. If you think we're wrong, um, um, and I think we've been we've kind of like we've been Team Anthony forever, but you know only this season where we suddenly Team Robbie. A weird place to find ourselves in. And I'm not going to say we're quite Team Sam, but I have to say she showed a lot of growth. Yeah,
1: and like while we've always been like hard on Daniel, hard on Sam, I liked their arcs this season. He bought a lot of goodwill back he in did. that two-minute scene with Johnny at the end. Yeah, it was, it was what I was hoping for for Daniel. Like, you know, that he could get to that place. Man, this was a satisfying, satisfying yeah. season. Yeah. Good job, show. Good job. job, show. I know
0: we were, like, shitting all over the show at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. Or was it end of season three? And I,
1: I imagine the showrunners behind Cobra Kai are just like, oh, thank God we got the those random girls' approval. But you have <laughs> it. You have it.
0: <laughs> we don't. We want to make them work for it, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we can sniff some other points off. Um, so you can write to us at Kai underscore cast. Wait, no, that's our Twitter handle. Yeah, Kai underscore cast. Or Cobra Kai never dies cast at gmail.com. Um, we'll try our best to do a mailbag and maybe finally get around to that Hillary Swank Karate Kid sequel this summer. Um, it has been a joy covering season four. Um, that the, any final thoughts? Just one. Strike first. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.